Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Hello, Braden Harrington here. Not with Davey Portman, but this is BD Elite from Up Next, postwrestling.com, all that stuff. But I am joined here today by friend of the show and host of PWT cast, Mr. Scrumptious Scrump. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? How are you doing good, sir? Uh, you know what? Uh, I won't go into too many details, but I had one of the most eventful nights. Um, as most of you guys know, because most of you guys wish me happy birthday, uh, last night was my birthday. And uh, everything was great until I uh, sat down to watch a later recording of uh, up next um again we'll get into too many details but i definitely had to get my kevin McAllister on at uh at some point um and yeah even this morning but no i'm i'm good you know for uh for 28 so far uh starting (laughs) off on a a little bit of a rocky start but i mean you know Nobody likes you when yeah. you're 23, and no one ever says anything about 28. So hopefully, no, uh, people like I you think, more when you're 28. No, they definitely stopped making songs after like 23, 25. Like I know Taylor Swift's got 22. There's definitely no song about mm-hmm. being. There's the 27 Club, which you've made it through. Yeah, I made it through. I there I was last night. I was like, Oof, yeah, made it one day probably. off. One yeah. day off. Yeah. So uh, this is up next, BD Elite. And usually, yes, Davey Portman and I chat about AEW, which me and Davey have not done in s- such a long time. But we will be returning uh, this upcoming Wednesday night. Uh, so after Dynamite this Wednesday, we will we'll be going uh, live after Dynamite. Right now is my first time, like, twitching solo. Because Davey Portman, my co-host, normally is 
is the whiz of, of OBS. And uh, we're doing a Twitch stream right now. And like the best thing I could do is you, you're like, you're like cropped. Everyone's just staring at like the upper half of your face, but you look great, but I cannot figure out how to do, but you should follow us at twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Cause like we've mentioned, we go live after NXT and dynamite, but this is a, this is a Sunday night brunch in the BDE. Uh, and and what a better way to, than to celebrate birthday with you, Scrump, than to talk about some wrestling and, you know, your 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 scary night last night. So I hope I, I kind of was I kind of was like, hey, man, if you don't want to do the show, I, I totally understand. Well, I, I want to say my favorite part about last night is as this was going down, uh, I messaged you and you were like, I'm lit. Uh, <laughs> you, warned, you warned me ahead of time. You said I'm lit. But what's going on? And I explained the situation to you. And it was followed up with several, oh my God, what is going on? Are you okay? <laughs> like back at text back and forth where I would explain what was going on, that I was fine. I'm good. I'm safe. Yeah. And you would follow that up with fuck. Oh my God. Wait, what happened? When did this happen? Uh, and then at that point I was like, I need a, I need to take a nap. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. And no, I mean, uh-huh. and even right now we started this a little late because despite us having the conversation of, uh, you know, noon your time, eleven my time. Uh, this dummy still is not the best with time zones. So, uh, you know, it was pro- it was probably good that uh, you know my my boss showed up to check out some stuff because otherwise, I my alarm was set for eleven because Damn. again, just not that smart. Yeah. So Toronto time, it's like twelve twenty one. That means what time is it in Chicago? Uh, we're just we're an hour uh, behind. Eleven. You're o- you're always behind. Always behind, brother. Uh, so, so I'm happy that you're okay, and I'm hoping that you did have a good birthday uh, beyond uh, some scary incidents at, in your, in the nighttime. So uh, it's 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 nice to chat with you again, good sir. I miss you. Same. I mean, most of our conversations are just us two telling each other how much we miss each other. But I mean, yes. again, it's because like with the pandemic, it kind of just ruined everything. Like I was so used to occasionally just driving up there to to visit you guys. Um, and I mean, so it'd be so much. So you guys named the room after me, you know, we, and, yeah. In our last apartment, we had, it was the BDE, the brain Davy estate. Now I'm in the BDE two, the BDE tower, whatever you want to call it. But we, we have a, like a, a giant living room and a kitchen and a bar and a set area. We, we don't necessarily have an extra room that we can call the scrump room. So rest in peace, the scrump room. Yeah. Rest in peace, the scrump room, but no, yeah. yeah I mean, like and things here in America, like I had this conversation with you like a week, maybe two weeks ago when I went to Six Flags where I was like, oh, like Americans wasted no time in trying to get, you know, quote unquote, back to normal. Um, you know, I went to Six Flags and there's so many people not wearing masks. And I was just like, fantastic. Like, this is great. Um, and like it was one of those things where thank God we had like hand sanitizer and stuff because they don't wipe down those rides. They don't they didn't care about COVID, uh, which is when like, sometimes I feel bad when I listen to you guys, you know, like David's always posting about how he can't like get a haircut. And it's just, it's one of those things. I, I think people take for granted those small little freedoms of being able to, you know, go watch a movie in a movie theater or go get a fucking yeah. haircut. Like, I mean, listen, I, the whole pandemic, I can't go without a haircut. And thankfully like my barber has been my same barber for 12 like 12, 14 years. So uh, there was a few times I just went to his house and he cut my hair. Um, 
I'm clearly haven't gotten one now. But. <laughs> no, your hair. I mean, we're doing this over Zoom and, and Twitch and stuff. Your hair looks great. Better. better I just shaved my head. I mean, I don't turn my head around. That's how I'm doing it. I, it's it's weird because we're in Canada, we're in Toronto, and we're like still behind. This summer, things have just opened up. So the reason I was so lit last night is just I decided like, hey, uh, I think things are going. We can go to a patio and have a drink. So I had a buddy over. Shout out, Sam. He came over. We watched some Dynamite. And then like we went to a patio. We went to Davey's uh, patio, actually. And then uh, I kind of don't remember what, what happened after that. So it's definitely the first time in a long time that I've actually like, like, drank like got lit so i think my tolerance uh is way down compared to like what you know when i used to go out often and it was a regular thing so that that's why i was super lit and enjoying jungle boy and kenny omega which we'll get into because that's what we'll eventually talk about but uh you do your own podcast mr scrump and you do pwt cast and everyone should check it out because you've had some uh interesting people uh the twitch chat is reminding me of my night apparently i had popeyes uh as well which i okay and that's that's news to me but i believe you <laughs> they say that i had popeyes um i think i did actually uh but what's going on with the the pwt cast because uh you have some crazy guests on so funny enough um again like this past week itself it's just been like a weird like weird shit just keeps happening and uh I'm, I, you just got to roll with the punches. Um, for two years now, we have been advertising for episode 100. Uh, Ryan Barkin, CEO, founder of Pro Wrestling Tees, my boss. Because of you know the story goes, when me and uh, Stank came up with the idea for the PWT cast, um, there, was three, there was three rules that Ryan gave to us. He was like, one, don't ask him for money for equipment. You're like, that's fine. Two, don't ask him to ask wrestlers to be on the show. Um, which again, totally fine. And the third was don't ever ask him to be on the show because he hates doing interviews. So of course, immediately we've just been advertising him for episode hundred because you know right. we were gonna get we were gonna guilt him into doing that one way or another. Um, last Monday, the man had to get an emergency uh, like mouth surgery. Like he he bit the inside of his lip. Oh, and yeah, it was one of those things where like he bit the inside of his lip. And kept biting it and it got like infected. So he like right now it looks gross. It looks very gnarly. Yeah. That sounds um, that's that sounds disgusting. Oh, it does. And it like it by all accounts, it's super painful. It's the worst. Um, even worse though, is that now we kind of have to delay the uh the rollout of episode hundred. Um, very early in the pandemic, he joked or he was like, We should record my episode now in case i die during the pandemic <laughs> we we're like shut up i were like shut up like you'll be fine uh in hindsight i really wish i would have recorded that episode so we could have just released that um yeah. i have been i've been trying we've i've been trying to not so subtly like guilt him into like hey like we'll fuck get us jericho or someone if you can't you know, necessarily do it uh like literally every day where i'm just like he was like happy you know, like yesterday he's like hey happy birthday i was like oh you know hey thanks man you know blah, blah, blah. i was like you know what would make my birthday even happier uh if you can't do episode 100 i think tony khan could you know just like <laughs> just trying to get that out of him but uh dude yeah. you gotta get tony khan on your show dude, you've had I, eric so, bischoff yeah well so with tony khan dude you 100 percent would get along with tony khan i've uh through my job what's that supposed to mean 
<laughs> you, you guys are just like you guys are just like chill like wrestling nerds dude like again yeah, yeah. through my job i've had the pleasure of uh like uh i was down there for what was revolution and um like for the whole like weekend prior i got to hang out like at the hotel you know with different wrestlers like abaddon cool as fuck she shared chinese food with me um scorpio sky love him like we became like cordial you know we were at the bar so the man bought me like a hundred sierra mists because i don't drink you know but uh I'll, I'll fuck up a sierra mist um just uh, you know got to meet a bunch of the wrestlers and stuff like that but tony khan was just like super chill the guy was just like there was no at least again from the outside looking at no like walking around on eggshells the way you hear these people like talk about vince mcmahon um and yeah. again and there was like in my mind there was like two or three people where i was like man like Tony Khan would really get along with, you know, this person, you being, you being one of them. I'm like, I could just picture both of you guys sitting down talking about, I can picture the three of us sitting down talking about like 2005 SmackDown and like how great 2005. Yeah. The greatest era of professional wrestling. Uh, I just think I'd get along with Tony Khan because apparently he loves walking around with the duffel bag full of white claws. So instantly that, that as well, like in the the hotel that we were staying at, uh, like the, guarded off area for talent there was like uh, a fridge full of white claws you know there you go that's what i like to hear so that i'm i'm definitely an aew guy if that's the route they go because white claws are the way uh, i de- if i got if i got him on a show i definitely ask him what was going on when he was saying nine days nine days you're gonna fight on die <laughs> i need to know what was going on that day particularly that's my that's my go-to like what what out of all the things out of how was it starting your own federation? What was this like? How's it like? Be- no, no, no. What were you doing that day? And uh, how do I get in on it? Uh, so Tony Khan sounds like a good guy. That's the, the one thing I'm always interested in is what are they currently watching? Like you mentioned Eric Bischoff, like when we interviewed Eric Bischoff, who, by the way, nicest fucking dude. We yeah. first off, we, I told a story where the mania in, um, the last one that was in Florida, the one with AJ versus uh, the one where they did Greenlight Live. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies from Pro Wrestling Tees, we were there. And that year, like WrestleCon and the WWE WrestleCon, whatever the fuck it's called, um, they were going on at the same time. It was just impossible to fucking locate these places. So we're walking and we see Eric Bischoff. And he's like, hey, Pro Wrestling Tees, how are you guys doing? And we're like, hey, man, this is super weird. But like we don't know how to get to access. Like, can you tell us how to get there? And he's like, Oh, just follow me. I'm walking there now. And so we're just walking with Eric Bischoff. And of course, like fans see him and they're like, Oh my God. Hey, Eric, you know, and everyone would be like, Hey, can I get a picture? And he would just go, Nope. And just keep walking. And he did to like, every, it was like on some King shit. Like he wasn't rude. He was just like, Nope. And kept walking. And I brought that story up to him. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I thousand percent remember that. He goes, because I thought there was going to be like a backlash from people that, you know, he was just denying everyone like pictures and autographs because he was like busy trying to get to some panel, but um, coolest guy. But again, I normally people would ask about like actual wrestling questions. And I'm always just like, what are you watching? Like I desperately wanted him to be like <laughs> so at the at that time I think it was either WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I so yeah. badly wanted him to be like, Well, you know, we're watching Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. Like, isn't that fucked up? Like that's just always the one thing I'm like, you know, I want to talk like every yeah, know, every yeah, I want to talk everything but wrestling with these people. Um, unfortunately, so does fucking Cody. 
like you, you definitely have all these wrestlers on and you ask them like all these other things that don't have to do with wrestling. So it is quite interesting. And you've definitely told some stories and I highly recommend checking the PWT cast out. That Okada story is still the greatest thing ever. Okada loves the Coco soundtrack, which like I've watched like during the pandemic, I watched a bunch of the Pixar movies. Coco's fucking lit, by the way. I got to watch that new Pixar one though. Uh, Luke, Luca. Luca. Yeah, I, I see I see advertisements for it every time I like drive by this McDonald's. I mean, it's weird yeah. with those Pixar movies. Like I, there was some like article going around online that was like, why aren't Pixar movies good anymore? And everyone's like, well, one, like they are, but like two, you're not 12. You know, like it's yeah, it's very I mean, much the same thing. They they make they make Pixar movies for the Disney Pixar movies for the kids, but to get you know, make sh- to make people like the adults happy. They make the uh, moms always have fat asses. That's just what Good. they do. What's shout, what's <laughs> shout out, Mrs. Incredible? <laughs> like, why why is that a, a thing that they're always making? It's just it's so it's 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 weird. You see all the memes and everything, and I'm like, like I'm not I'm, I'm not on my own island here. This is a thing. So it's very funny. And yeah, Mrs. Incredible is incredible. Uh, Listen, I I, <laughs> I I I love the Incredibles one. Because it's the best Fantastic Four movie they've ever made. Two, uh, it is the best version of The Watchmen they've ever made. And then three, uh, fucking Mrs. Incredible's dump truck. You know? No other way to say it. Yeah, there is no other way, to be honest. That's just just the truth. Uh, It's a fact of life. Uh, I I haven't watched Luca yet, but I want to check it out. I'm kind of... I'm kind of not as into the superhero shows as everyone, it seems. Like, I feel like I'm on my own thing. Like... I watched WandaVision and it didn't really move the needle for me. And then I just the other night tried to watch Winter Soldier. And I'm like, I haven't gotten into it just yet, but I'm kind like after Endgame, I'm like, all right, like, can we take a chill pill on the uh, superhero like genre as a whole? I think. But uh, as we're reviewing like the Dark Knight trilogy right now, we just did our Dark Knight review, which everyone should go and uh, listen to. Uh, but watching the Nolan trilogy, it's like, yo, this this trilogy is amazing and it's like not really superhero comic booky, like everything else that's kind of going on right now. I'm just like, ah, uh, during the pandemic, I've mentioned on the show that my, my pandemic show was the Sopranos and I finished it. And now I'm just like, I don't know where to, what to watch. So I am kind of just floating around watching old community episodes and just, just vibing. But I need an, I need a new, like, like Papa needs a new show, you know? Well, speaking of like the Dark Knight, first off, you guys did fantastic on that. Like, it's oh, thank you. I'm I'm very bad with getting feedback in because I just I just am, so I didn't get any feedback in for that. But like, yeah. I loved hearing you guys talk about it. Um, I I had like a little like I guess a story. So I a lot of people that in Chicago I knew were like extras in it and stuff like because they, they filmed so much of it here. Um, when I first started working at the movies, uh there was one guy who worked who was one of the uh um SWAT team guards okay who yeah. got, who got fired is not credited because uh one day he just walked off set with the costume like i guess he had <laughs> almost like little to nothing to do so he literally just left and like i guess i guess to begin with that might have been his plan he was a very weird dude um but everyone <laughs> Anytime anyone would bring up that movie, they'd be like, I think his name was Oscar. They'd be like, oh, go, go ask Oscar about the Dark Knight. And he'd like pull out his phone and show you these pictures of him like in the Gotham SWAT uh, costume. Because oh it was just a thing he was proud of. <laughs> and then I, I literally quit that job right as the Dark Knight Rises was coming out because 
they told everyone we had to wear like a mandatory like 70 hours because it was just going to be open nonstop. And I'm, I was like 18 or yeah, like 19 or something. And I was just like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to fucking work that much. <laughs> like work, working at the movies is fun for like six months. And, and then it's the worst job. Yeah. Then it's the worst yeah. job ever. You took us when we went to Chicago on that boat tour, which is like takes you by all the like areas where they film the dark night, like all the, all these locations. Well, funny enough, yesterday I was with, uh, um, I spent my birthday with uh, a friend, um, shout out Ohio. And uh, where Ohio's for lovers. Ohio was that Ohio's definitely for lovers. (laughs) Uh, But by where she lives, it's so, you know, the scene where uh, Batman is, he's like in his Lambo and he purposely like, takes a hit by that car because there's the dude who's trying to fucking snitch there's like the the l tracks under that there's like a train tracks over it's a very specific if like i show you the scene you'll know but like she lives right by where they film that like literally right by where they film that and of course her not being from chicago she didn't get that and like as i was dropping her off i was explaining it to her then i had to explain that most of that movie was filmed like in chicago because again uh she's also not a big like superhero person Right. Um, but yeah, that's always one of the fun things with like driving around, like closer to downtown Chicago is that you see, um, a lot of where that movie was filmed. Well, it's, it's interesting. See, I love the dark Knight. It's a movie I absolutely love. And it was filmed right where you live and a movie you really love was filmed where, where I kind of live, uh, psycho Gorman. <laughs> yeah didn't you say it was filmed like right down the street from your mom's dude i'm watching this movie because you you told you kept going off to telling me to watch this movie and uh, i will say it is quite interesting and i think everyone should watch it it's like how do you explain this movie uh psycho gorman it's like it's ridiculous it is it, it's, it's like power like rangers it, it, if the people in if the people at trauma were in charge of making an adult power rangers movie like right. this is this is what it is. And I've listened. I I love this movie. I, I, I went out of my way to talk to like the director of it because I was just like all about it. It's fucking awesome. Like you'll either love it or you'll hate it. And I get either way, like whichever, you know, whichever side of the coin you choose, I get yeah. it. But that's actually <laughs> that's a thing that I talk about, like as far as movies go, that movie set in Chicago have just kind of been spoiled for me uh, or even TV shows because sometimes i'm like oh yeah i know where that's at and then sometimes like i'll look at a scene and i'm like like there's no palm trees in chicago like right. i know that's not here and like so specifically in wayne's world my my it's always my i love wayne's world but my Me complaint too. with it is during the uh, bohemian rap city scene there is one scene in which there's this, this like three-way intersection and they are going up and down this thing in a way that just logistically does not make sense and then it would also like it, it, they do that. And then it says that they're in Aurora, which is like a suburb. And just like, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you, I'm like, you can't go down Milwaukee and then hop onto Kimball like that. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? But well, just- to be, to be honest, uh, Wayne's world is set in Chicago in Aurora, uh, like era, but it's totally supposed to be Toronto. Like uh, he's, he's making it seem like Scarborough is like that suburb like everything he's doing in that movie is basically saying I'm from Scarborough, 
the the coffee shop is a is a play on Tim Hortons because it's like based on some like other hockey player. Like everything street hockey, like everything is set in Aurora, but it's 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 him. Like like the bars they go to were actual names of Toronto bars. Like the Gasworks was like an actually like eighties nineties like metal bar in Toronto, and that's the bar they go to. Like in the movie, the shitty Beatles are they any good? They suck. They should they should have <laughs> they should have gotten a sneaky D's. They might have seen yeah, Walter yeah. and the rest of the NXT UK brand there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't tell that story enough where we went out to, uh, what was it, like a, a Toronto SummerSlam weekend 2019. So. Uh, Smash Wrestling and uh, Progress. No, no, no. We, we, we went to go see uh, Progress. Um, yeah. Where I remember, uh, Ty, not Tyler Bate, Trent Seven and Eddie Kingston just started beating the shit out of each other like during yeah. intermission. How crazy um, was that? That's one of the coolest things that a wrestling show I've ever seen. I, I, I Like underrated. It's like. We were we were near like the bar talking to people. Oh, I remember doing things like that. And and we we're just talking and, and chatting people up. And then mid-conversation, someone goes over to Trent Seven's table, flips it on him, and starts beating him up. And we're like, that's Eddie Kingston. And then they just start brawling, and then that's how the match starts. And that's how they came back from intermission. So funny, funny way with how how uh, that was not the end of Eddie Kingston for me that night. Um, you and I and uh, a friend. Um, friend of the show, friend of the show. We go over to sneaky D's. Like we mentioned the NXT UK people come, there's other wrestling people there. Um, at one point I see uh, a friend of mine and I go over, I go over there and, uh, it's Rosemary Brody King before me and Brody King became best friends. Cause shout out Brody King. Love him. He's he's you know a close friend now yo he's fucking sick he's going to be not only is he wrestling in like ring of honor and all this shit, but he's going to be in that show. He's got like a cameo. I think you should leave. Yeah. So, and Eddie Kingston there as well. Um, Brody leaves and then my friend and I are going to go hang out. But before that, we're dropping off Rosemary and Eddie Kingston. Um, While we're in the car, my friend brings up the podcast because this is when I had just started. Like I I had just started because I recorded that weekend with you and then with John and Way. And so Eddie Kingston's like, oh, yeah, like you're from Chicago. Like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm just explaining. And I, at that point, I was still just like, oh, I'm starting a wrestling podcast. You know, and <laughs> I just didn't want, didn't want to talk about it. And so I started talking to him about, you know, you guys, because like, oh, I'm staying with my friends. They do this like uh, NXT podcast. And then I mentioned post-wrestling. And this is a whole, on, mind you, on the ride to, to their hotel. And he's like, post-wrestling? He goes, oh, I know who they are. And he reveals, he's like, he knows who they are. Like, I guess he's like a fan of theirs, which I told like John way the next day. Yeah. Um, but then like, as we're getting out, you know, like uh, we're getting out and then they're saying goodbye to us. And he said some like really nice words to me that like, to this day, like makes me so happy. Like whenever I see him fucking main eventing, you know, these like NXT or uh, AEW shows or just doing yeah. what he's doing. I'm like, I love Eddie Kingston. Like I've loved Eddie Kingston from the moment where at an indie show here in Chicago, some fan like shoved him and Eddie just fucking like beat the shit out of this guy rolls into the ring. And he says, I want everyone to know two things. One, if you ever fucking touch me, I'm going to kill you Two, where all the thick Asian and Latino women at from that moment. (laughs) From that moment, I loved Eddie Kingston, but like he's had some really nice things to say to me. Um, yeah, he's I mean, he's the mean he's the mad king, the mean king, but he's he seems like a nice guy that Eddie Kingston. Uh, and it's it's crazy because he was on the indies for so long and finally like getting a, a, a slot 
where just just recently I saw people on Twitter posting like his like WWE tryouts and, and stuff like that. And it's like imagine him in WWE like with scripted promos and stuff like that. Just oh. doesn't that just doesn't sound good at all. Uh, but beyond AEW, um, what have you like? I swear we'll get into AEW in a second. But is there anything the, else behind, that, like behind the behind the PWT cast is what this is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we're just talking. Um, what, what else like other wrestling or uh, like, have you been watching? Have you been keeping up with anything? Cause I know you, you're kind of like me. You don't really, uh, mess around with the main roster stuff anymore. I mean, with main roster, I keep up with it via, uh, John and way NXT yeah. occasionally I'll catch if you guys like, um, if you guys really like rave about something, but like, um, I don't know to me, NXT and like, I, we, we talked about it in like our, our group chat, like a while back. Um, where it's like they're in this weird place right now where it's it's they don't have like that spark that they used to and i think i definitely think them trying to get at aew um you know it it it, they went from like this special third brand that's doing their own stuff to like they're they're just the third brand like trying to counter program every opportunity that they can and like i think that made it lose its luster a little bit so with nxt again like i've not really um been keeping up with it it's but mainly just aew you know um that i've been keeping up with via that that or like i still play wwe 2k like 2k19 um really the only ways i've been keeping up wrestling i mean again aside from just like john and way like and you guys it's pretty much you mean to tell me you've been playing 2k19 and you haven't challenged us for the bd championship in in our online we haven't played in a while actually we used to yeah, play a lot. winter. We were playing a lot. I yeah, but I I did play with you guys a few times when I was up there at like the yeah BD. yeah. Well now we now we have the clawed out stadium and the championships and our characters. It's fucking wild. But still on that two K nineteen. Maybe the maybe one day we can play the AEW game together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, like I know some people are like super into those old like older games. Yeah, but, like not me. Like when people are like, make it like uh no way out or no mercy whatever the fuck i'm like no make them look as realistic as possible like those are the games that i fuck with where like i don't i know it's cute and nostalgic but like i have none of that nostalgia so i'm just like um no please i need to i need to get this like i just got a new macbook and this this is i mentioned this is the first time i'm twitching like on my own solo davy helped set it up and it's it's a little wonky but it's working and uh i feel like i want to stream here comes the pain so I got to figure out how to how to do that because here comes the pain is my favorite wrestling game and I have it for PS2 and I have it and I played it during during lockdown during quarantine days and I was like man this would be wild to stream because I also have my old memory card from when it like originally came out so that means like it's got all these characters and shit I made when I was like a te- like young teenager so uh, Dude, for for two yeah for like two years now I've been trying to organize a. Uh, Pokemon Stadium tournament, you know, because like I get you, so you haven't been to my new Pokemon place. Stadium. I have it. Yeah, it's lit. You haven't been to my new place. I inherited this giant 80 inch television, which is it's amazing. And right now, with construction being done in my living space, I can't watch that TV. So I'm back to watching like my regular, like 45, 50 inch, whatever it is. And it might as well be a fucking, it might as well be my phone because again, like this TV is so big and it took up so much of the space. Like, 
it was like it was like watching a movie in a movie theater all the time but i've been wanting to like have a pokemon stadium tournament on that tv just because it would be so grand but like the pandemic happened and now most of like my coworkers and i mean all my coworkers we're all uh you know we're all vaccinated um right and stuff so we can do those things but then construction started so we we're like okay uh but i mean even with like video games like i'm not, like people assume just because of like how nerdy i am with a bunch of other shit that i'm super big into video games like the last game i played was god of war four i think it was and it i don't even know what that is <laughs> it's really good is what it is but then i played everyone, the first like, one dude this this one it's it's literally just a movie like it is just a, a movie that is just beautiful and 4k it's amazing but like people are so then why not just watch a movie <laughs> uh, well because and this one you can also like rip the heads off like harpies and shit like that you know oh that does sound good yeah no, it's pretty good. People are always suggesting shit to me. And I feel bad because I know like everyone's always like, you should play these like Spider-Man games or The Last of Us. And I'm like, yeah, I, I believe yeah. you guys. I, I, I 100% believe you that it's as amazing as it is and that I would love it if I played it. But like, I was, I, I, I'm not much of a gamer and I, I, I can get into it. And I definitely was as a kid. And like I mentioned, I got out some of the retro stuff and N64 is still the, the most fuck with the bull system. But um, during the pandemic, when the PlayStation 5 came out, a buddy of mine like got it and was like, hey, do you just want my PS4? And I was like, huh? Like, that's that's a lot. He's like, no, nah, just take it. Like, no worries. So I you, got it and I just had to like get some games. So I did get the Spider-Man Sony game and like fucked with it a little bit. And I was like, man, this is pretty sick. It's just like I do. I podcast a lot. I have another. I have a shoot job. It's like, you know, I'm trying to balance life and sometimes video games just doesn't fit into it. Do, do you want to know how bad I am with games for, for Christmas? I got a PS five. It is literally. You're going to piss so many people it, off. It's, right it's now. literally just sitting back here in a box. I'm not even. Oh my God. Just, but cause I mean, it's basically just a Netflix machine for me, really. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And I feel bad because I mean, yeah, the people games are hating I'm, you right now. I'm sorry, but the games that I want to play, they're not fucking out yet. God of war five or six or whatever the fuck it's not out yet. So I'll play it eventually. Um, but also i mean it's just it's sitting i'm sorry yeah like i i, I played during the winter because you're inside a lot and i was playing uh like the the war zone i can get into i can get into call of duty and stuff i can genuinely do that halo back in the day for like xbox 360 and shit and all that was was definitely my stuff but i i haven't got to it like i loved red dead played that for a little while but uh, I just maybe maybe because it's like the summer uh, I, I I mentioned on the show, we just moved. We live right by the water. It's like every time I have spare time, I'm like, I'm smoking a doobie on the beach. Like that's that's my new <laughs> thing. But in I the wintertime, I definitely am going to get back into the gaming. I would love to play those like Call of Duty games, but I would sit there and try to just have fun. And there's people that play this religiously 12 hours a day that are yeah. like, just don't let you have any fun. And then with uh, Red Dead. Um, I wanted to play it and I started, but it just made me want to rewatch season one of Westworld and I wound up <laughs> rewatching season one of Westworld. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to finish playing that. Yeah. Game. That's actually like, yeah, I, I have red dead one, like the OG one for PS three. And I, I played that and I was like, this is inc what an incredible game. 
And I swear Brad Pitt wanted to make a movie uh, with Rockstar for that. But the whole the whole game pretty much is a movie itself. But it definitely makes me it, I've, I've went through a Western phase just a few months back because, yeah, it definitely gets you sucked in. But I, I, I love video games. At the same time, I can only play so much like, at the same time. Here we are just shitting on video games when we're like, oh, we have all these systems and stuff. But I can't believe you even haven't even opened the PS5. I, not even opened it. Like Asshole. it was. Well, it's because especially when I got it, we were like really busy at work. And then just since then, it was in in part, I was just late. I was just too lazy to have to like re and I don't know. I was just lazy. I've just been yeah. lazy. Listen, when the, when the new fucking uh, living room space gets situated, I'll open it. I'll take a picture for you guys. So you, you know. You can just uh, send it to us if you want. You can just send it to, to me. No, I mean, fun. I do. I do intend on playing with it, but it's just it's one of those things where like there's no games I want to play like right now. So it's fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, even my PS4, it's essentially just a Netflix machine. Like. Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly like, yeah, we use the PS4s for like streaming stuff for watching wrestling and so and so forth. But yeah, I, you, we had a, a listener who sent us his Sega Genesis in the mail. And then uh, FedEx tried to charge us like an insane amount of money for accepting this gift. And we were like, no, like we don't like, no, you can't charge us. And we were in a war with FedEx because someone sent us the Sega Genesis and we've played it a few times. It's fucking sick, but we eventually won the war with FedEx because we told them to fuck off. Like it was a gift. It was given to us. We didn't like order this and we're paying fees and I'm like, nah, so eventually they're like, yeah, all right, it's fine. You don't have to pay for it. But now I got like Street Fighter 2 and it's fucking lit. So, you know, maybe I'll maybe had, I'll stream that. <laughs> I had a Genesis, but all I played was I played one of the Sonic games and there was some it was like a hockey game. I mean, some of the listeners, you guys might know it was like like monsters or goblins or like monsters and zombies, like all oh, the which, for PS2? No, no, for the Genesis. Oh, it was okay, like some. Okay. It was like some Genesis game where it was like a hockey game, but again, there were no yeah. like actual teams. It was like monsters and zombies or some shit. It's like NHL know. hits or something from two. Th- I remember the, a, a PS2 one I loved, but yeah. No, with the PS2, what I've really wanted to play forever is Star Wars Battlefront Two. That one oh. was like a really that one was a really fun one, and they came out with another Star Wars Battlefront that was it was not as fun. It was not the same yeah. one. Um, but I don't, I just, I don't have a PS2 anymore. I, when I got my PS3, I, I gave that PS2 away and I read it now. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the old school stuff, but uh, I I'm excited for an AEW game. Uh, if they do come out with it eventually, I mean, they're promoting it and they're saying it's going to cost a lot of money and hopefully uh, it's, it's cool. Cause it's definitely interesting. We haven't had, we had that TNA game a few years ago and that was, that it was wasn't good. That was a whole big bag of fun, wasn't it? Uh, so you've been watching AEW. You've been kind of keeping up with this, like in the modern time. Is there anything like the past few weeks with the move to weekends? Not only like affected our show, I mean, like dropped out some weeks just because weekends we usually tend to work and, and stuff. But um, you you mostly keep up with this show and and you you like AEW. Are you an AEW, Mark? Yeah, I mean, like. From where I work, you know, forgetting where I work, I just I think objectively and subjectively, AEW is the best show right now. I don't think any wrestling show right now is perfect. You know, you can do there's always work that can be done. Um, thankfully, AEW is not hiring 
uh, people that don't even know Kenny Omega's name. Um, but it's just every, you know, every company has its ups and downs. I think just AEW is the best right now. And again, that's just not including like where I work and it's fine. Everyone, the thing with wrestling is everyone has their opinion and very, very, very rarely can you change that opinion? You know, like AEW could do the best, you know, best wrestling, you know, night to night, every fucking day. And people would still find something to complain about very much in the same way with like with WWE, with NXT, they could do, you know, five star matches from beginning to end. And people would still be like, oh, well, actually, that match shouldn't have been five stars. I I actually think it should have been five and a half. Like, it's just there's always going to be some complaining. But no, with AEW, again, it's just I think it's my favorite brand right now, especially the one thing that sticks out to me the most is just the utilization of younger talent like um in wwe like yeah fucking like la knight who's like 45 and you know you can you have guys like that you just you have there's nobody young like there's there are no young guys like if you're a kid watching aew you can see your sammy Guevara's, your marco stunts your jungle boys and like oh wow like i see myself in them like hmm. in a few years we can look at the young and up and coming you know 35 36 year olds that wwe has and be like wow i see myself in them like it's just it's so weird you know like they're in such a weird place where they've got like the most talented roster in the world and they're either releasing them left and right or pushing uh like weird like jackson Riker. yeah i mean there's that's another thing with all these releases like where are some of these gonna people gonna go i I know we'll be talking on up next this week about a lot of the NXT releases, me and Davey are very sad to hear about Ever Rise getting released. Fandango, Tyler Breeze, they were just about to have their, their rubber match with Imperium. I guess that's that's not going to happen. Uh, so they go out on top. Uh, yeah, Ever Rise are old, uh, I'm seeing in the chat. But th- they're sick, though. They, they're fantastic workers and talkers, and I think they'll be fine. A lot of these guys will be fine. Do you see any of the releases, or do you want to see any of the releases show up in an AEW? Yeah, you know, because... and. Like I, I hate, I fucking hate when, when people get released and people immediately start like, oh, you see, AEW is hiring them. This is what exactly what TNA did. And it's like, no, like TNA would get a Mr. Kennedy who wasn't like a main event guy in WWE, bring them in immediately, push them to the top and, you know, like force, like force that kind of down your throat. And with like AEW, they're, you know, they're selective about who they bring in. And even then, it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, you look at you look at uh, Miro right now. You know, he was by all intents and purposes a WWE guy that they hired, and he's fucking crushing it right now. Very much mm-hmm. in the same way, where, like when Rus- the Rusev character was its hottest. You know, like riding in on tanks and shit. Like, I I don't care. Like, if if Tony wanted to hire all those guys, sure. Like, you know, it's just if they can be better utilized, I don't care what company they're with, you know, as, as long as they can be properly utilized. Um, I, I'm bummed that Samoa Joe re-signed of NXT. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Because, because I mean, because with me, and again, it's like we had that conversation. If he's not going to be WWE champion, I just, I don't really care. Like he had his NXT run and it was cool and stuff, but like, mm. don't, I just, I personally don't care. I would have much rather I, seen him, you know, like, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about him as a GM. I care about him wrestling. So to me, it's like, okay, well, if you're not booking in the next year, Joe versus Walter, then like, what are we actually doing then? Like, why are you here then? You here to be this character that's going to tease matches with everyone, but then it doesn't deliver. Like, that's kind of that is whack to me. So like them teasing Joe Cole, Joe Gargano, all these little things. It's like, yeah, but one of them actually happened, though. Like you need you need to. I want to see him wrestle. Maybe he's not actually cleared, but again, we're, we're jaded wrestling fans and we're like, ah, we want this. We want this. I want to see him wrestle. And cause that's what he's amazing at. And yeah, he's a lot older and it's like now do the dream matches now before you can't. And I, I thought for sure when he was let go, that if this dude is cleared, he's going to, he should be wrestling Tomohiro Ishii. He should be wrestling all the, he should be going to AEW and having a one-off. I joke all the time that he could, he could have sold out a, a, a stadium if they let, him and punk wrestle one last time. You know what I mean? Like that is something that was like my, my crazy fantasy booking, but then he's, he's, he's back in NXT and he's the, the GM's assistant or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. But are, are you allowed to wrestle? Cause that's kind of what I want to see you do. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, dip his toe back into ring of honor and impact. Like, cause especially yeah. like rent, like with AEW or AEW with like AEW and WE like taking up so much like so much the indie talent like there's only there's only so many names that can be like left on the actual indie scene and that's the beautiful thing about the indie scene is that someone will pop up you know like yeah if you look at like like PWG you know it was like every year the talent there was just more and more talent would show up and that again that's the beautiful thing about the indies um but no i mean i think i think if alistair black doesn't resign it'd be cool to see him pop up because like they it was they handed vince mcmahon a main event star on a fucking silver platter Mm -hmm. in alistair black and nothing came of it so i definitely think like if he can go to new japan that'd be fucking awesome if he can go to AEW, same thing it'd be great um hell even if you put him in like a ring of honor because i know him and brody king are boys like I would love to see those, you know, those dudes throw down. Um, yeah, I mean, like this, I mean, with most most of these releases, some of these guys will pop up. Some of them we won't ever see. You know, that's just sure. kind of like the, the nature of the beast. Um, but I'm excited. Like some dudes make the most out of like this, you know. Look at Mark, Matt Cardona has a white hot angle with Nick Cage, which just was not on like 2021 bingo card, but like if you know if these guys put in the work they can definitely you know i'm not saying they should all go wrestle nick gage but like yeah there yeah. there there is opportunity for them to kind of do their own thing you look at like ec3 who's been doing his own like free narrative free the narrative stuff like even him it's like hey this is just what i want to do and people are into it yeah all you need to do is when you get released from wwe is just hit up downstate just gotta get that Got to get that theme song. I see they're working hard in the studio, so I'm fucking hyped for some new downstate to add to my white boy summer playlist uh, on Apple Music. Because, you know, they got like Cody's theme, Cardona's theme. I'll I'll say Cody's theme is pretty good. Like, not the the Snoop remix. No, say what you will about it. Like that original version. It's pretty good. You know, Yeah, well, you got to get the downstate rub to to get over on a, a past WWE life. Uh, I, I I find a lot of these guys will be fine. I would like to see an Aleister Black, Tommy End in AEW, and it looks to, to be like we'll be talking about him on that sh- in, in this show in the near future. 
uh, or maybe on that other show that they've announced, Rampage, which is going to be on Friday nights. Another wrestling show added to your rotation. Some wrestling fans are like, yes, more wrestling. And some wrestling fans are like, yeah, more wrestling. Um, obviously, you can pick and choose which wrestling you you want to watch in a week. But uh, there's there's a lot of wrestling. And I'm not quite sure if a second show, when they already have two YouTube shows on top, a second show that's on TV does seem like a lot and just a bit like a bit much, I, I think. But uh, I'm just someone who covers this. So I'm just like, fuck, now I got to watch more of this stuff. But it's good. I love AEW. It's just like, is this a bit too presumptuous to jump See, this early? I don't know. Am I on my own there? And well, that's where I will happily give, you know, like you guys and John and Wayne and the rest of the Post family uh, my hard earned money to review it. And, you know, I, I will go I will go ahead and watch it at a later time if I feel the need, because I mean, that's just how I digest wrestling. There's so much of it that if someone says, hey, this was really good, you should check it out. I, you know, I will gladly check it out. I won't just like like sit through like an episode of Raw and hope that something is good, you know, because I've got better things to do with like three hours. But we, we forgot to mention like Daniel Bryan, that guy is still a free agent. Maybe. Like. Yeah, I feel like he's a lifer. Honestly, I do. I would have liked him to be given an NXT run. Like, book him versus Joe in an NXT. They should be booking an NXT TakeOver SummerSlam weekend in Vegas, and they should put some wild matches on it. They should have Joe wrestle. You could do Joe versus Cross. Uh, you could do uh, Miko versus Sasha for the NXT UK title. There's so many like things you could be booking that you're not doing. Instead, we got a, m- a million dollar championship match between <laughs> in a ladder match that didn't really make sense. Uh, I just, it's, there's there's a lot of things they could be booking and, and doing when they're not kind of doing it. Daniel Bryan wrestling anyone sounds great. So I, I do, I do want to see him show up somewhere, but I imagine Daniel Bryan showing up in an AEW. I just cannot picture it. So uh, I mean, if never if say they, never. I mean, like All Out is here. If they could fucking work, like Kenny versus Brian. I mean, I'm all, I'm already going to the show, but you're going that, all out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm going to see you on TV again. You're going to hand, hand, hang man a beer. You're going to be there. You're just always, even during the pandemic, you were in the background of an AEW show. You just always pop up in the front row. You're like all these iconic moments in AEW history in their short history so far. You, you've been like, literally ringside for like everything i'm like what the hell whenever people use that image of moxley like showing up in aw like jumping it's, the just, barricade, me and it's just you it's just you like marking out i'm like god damn whenever when hangman and kenny won the titles they they crowd he crowd surfs it's you it's you crowd surfing it's like you're just unavoidable on these shows we we play drinking games when we do watch alongs on the twitch for these aw shows and it's like every time you pop up we take it we take a drink when it was the exploding barbed wire match we were texting you like, yo, be careful. Like, don't explode. Don't get too close. Because you were pretty close. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, John Pollock, a uh, friend of the show, uh, once famously <laughs> said, uh, there's not a hard cam that that man can't find. <laughs> that is true. But I mean, so listen, to, to, to be fair, sometimes like they're just in front of your face with the camera, just like wanting you to react. And I'm like, I treat, listen, I treat wrestling and movies like you would an opera. Like, I'm not someone who during wrestling or like during a movie will be like, 
fuck yeah. Like, oh my God, look, it's Captain America. Yeah. Or just like nothing. Like I will sit there like to the point where like I've had sometimes I'm sitting like front row at these shows. People are like, oh, what's wrong? Are you mad or something? It's such a great show. But like, again, I just, I digest it all in. Like if it gets to the point where like, like if you watch, if you watch Nakamura versus Sami Zayn at, at that takeover, like I'm in the crowd and there's like certain points where I catch myself. Like there's some sequence that they do where I'm literally just like, you know, with my jaw, like a gape because I'm just in shock at what I'm seeing. Um, but yeah, no, I, you guys were all texting me during like the, the barbed wire thing. And like, that was one of those, that was one of those fun things where I did it. I told you I was going down there, yeah. um, but there was like a bunch of people I've uh, there may or may not be a group chat with, uh, you know, uh, some people, uh, you know, shout out Brandon from New Jersey at <laughs> WH Park. Uh, and I, was like, hey, how are you guys all watching the show? And, you know, everyone's like this, this, that. And I was like, oh, cool. This is how I'm watching it. And just sent them a picture <laughs> of, like, me front row. Uh, yeah, no, that barbed wire match, you guys were all texting me. And How was it? How was the live reaction to the barbed wire? Uh... <laughs> listen, it was, listen, it was supposed to explode. Like, shoot, it just, it didn't work. Yeah. Because they told all of us, like, hey, when it fucking starts to count down, like, run. Get, get away from ringside and that was very much a thing and it was just Damn. you know it yeah. didn't go off like it was supposed to but well, I'm, I'm glad you made it out okay because we were all worried when you were so close to the ring there i remember me and davy if you watch the ring of honor new japan madison square garden show kota bushi versus naito there's this crazy like back and forth spot fest where they're like kicking out of each other's finishers at one point and breaking each other's necks probably. And it just cuts to me and Davey and we jump out of our seats and we're like, ah, and then so many people after that match were texting me and tweeting me the, the image of us on TV. They're like, was that Braden on TV? Uh, it's, it's definitely funny. And I miss going to wrestling shows so much. I cannot wait to, to start going to some shows. Davey's trying to convince me to go to all out. Uh, I don't know if that's being a little presumptuous just because we're in Canada. Traveling should be allowed. I, I want to. So maybe uh, he'll he'll pull my arm and we might try to go. Dude, you you have to do it, man. If, if anything, for one, just so that I can see you guys. Like, I don't mind driving up to Canada. I willingly have done it so many <laughs> times and do it like all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but you guys got to come check out like the new studio. I mean, this, listen, this is as the most of this new studio not done yet that um that we've got. You can see my little Kevin Smith shrine and my like Iron Man shrine over here. Um. You guys, got, you guys got to come to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, we went to we went to Chicago for All In, which wasn't really an AEW show. So I am interested as a wrestling fan, just like that's definitely like on a, a lot of fans list because you never they're such a new company. So I definitely do. I do think AEW will come to Toronto in about a year or two. I think the concerts are being announced uh, like we got tickets to churches. I might might get tickets to Jack Harlow. Like things seem like they're going to be back to normal in the next like six months ish. So it's like when that has, when that's the thing, then so wrestling. And I think AEW will do some sort of show in Toronto. And, and I definitely have interest in going to that, but thinking about all out as well, do you think it'll be hangman versus Kenny as the main event? That's the just, that's the feeling that I get. Yeah. I mean, specifically like you keep kind of hammering, you know, Oh, hangman is like, you know, he he's up there he's undefeated like he's you yeah. know he's racking up those wins and just i don't realistically think they're like i mean again unless you have like a, a brian 
or someone come in. I mean, AEW is not really one to just like, oh, Brian's here. So now he's just instantly number one contender. Like with the way they work, someone like that would have to show up now to kind of start racking up those wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Hangman is kind of the clear choice. Andrade, uh, Kenny, a rematch? Like, cause I know they're going to fight for at triple A mania, triple mania, but I wonder if they could do a rematch on AEW territory and, and yeah, do I that mean, for all out. Even that would be fine. And there, there is a large Hispanic audience in Chicago. So I definitely think that would kind of help as far as reaction. Um, you know, if they wanted to give Andrade that big pop, but then it would kind of, then just like, what would, what would Hangman be doing? Yeah, it should be Hangman because the story of this, like since AEW just the, is the best story going. And it would be even like, cr- it'd be crushing if he loses still. It's like Kawada Masawa, like no matter what, he can't beat this guy, um, which which could be interesting. And then Kenny holds it even longer. It definitely will start to tell when, if he when or yeah, I guess when he loses some of these titles because he looks like a like a boss coming out every time with all these championships. Uh, I am a Kenny fan. I go off on up next about how I want I'm, I'm a Johnny Mark and I want Johnny to be the NXT champion. And I still think that's going to happen. Uh, and I and then I watch this show and I'm the Kenny Mark because I'm like, this guy is like just so ridiculous. And I, and I don't quite get it's kind of similar to Johnny right now. I don't quite. The character is like what it is, but it's still like the wrestling and just kind of everything. They they they're they're in there. They know what they're doing is what I mean. But those are two two of the guys that I wish those guys could tie up. Uh, imagine that would be pretty interesting. Uh, so all, all that definitely should be Hangman Kenny, and it, it definitely has my interest in like already like take my money and give let them wrestle for like an hour, go a draw or something like you know like just I want to see them wrestle and getting Hangman that moment would make a lot of sense. But that means Kenny's got to retain the title tonight, which, well, he, he did already listen to this. But I guess we should get into some AEW dynamite. Are you ready, good sir? Let's do it. We've talked a lot. We didn't mention Brendan Fraser at all in our opening chat. Good for us. Um, I actually, I just got a uh, in the mail a gift from uh, the people over at Lilu Multiprops where I famously bought my Brendan Fraser autograph money playset. Um, I'm staring <laughs> at it over there. Um, as well as my certificate, I got an Effie award for being the only person with a Brendan Fraser autograph mummy playset. Uh, that's in company for my birthday. Sent me it was like a print nice. of a bunch of characters that he's played. Uh, you know, Brendan Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser, and it was autographed yeah. by him. So uh, that's our that is our Brendan Fraser talk into this. I'm waiting. So he's yeah. Until he's casted in the MCU as something and fucking kills it because yeah, Brendan he needs to come Fraser, back. Brendan Fraser needs to come back. Oh, he, yeah. he is good in Doom Patrol. Check out Doom Patrol if you have. Yeah, it. like, yeah, it's like more superhero stuff. I'm just like, ah, but I was, I did see his, like, I think it was Titans where he shows up, right? He's like the voice of the robot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he voices yeah. the robot. I think, I think we're, we're, we're set for a Brendan Fraser comeback. It's, it's about time. The streets need it. The people need it, to be honest. So hope, I hope Brendan's, I've seen some of the, is it, there's a picture going around of Brendan Fraser rocking that cowboy hat look. It's definitely it's definitely a look. That's for sure. They need to make Encino Man too. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, we we got our Brendan Fraser uh, talking even for a second to AEW Dynamite from Saturday, June 26th, a special Saturday edition of Dynamite. It starts off with Alex Marvez with Sammy Guevara, but he's attacked by the chairman 
Sean Spears, who hits Sammy with the chair and says, ah, I got you there. And Sammy's just dead. So uh, it seems to be Sammy versus MJF this Wednesday. And well, now he's he's going to be going into that match with with an injury, but more on that later. We we go into our opening match as the show kicks off with Hobbs, the powerhouse Hobbs versus Hangman Adam Page. Hobbs is a big lad. He beats down on Hangman and then on the ringside area, like puts like the, the ring skirt over him or, or something. It's kind of a fit Finley style move. Uh, kind of almost like a like he's going to jersey him. Uh, then there's like a suplex on a 10 punch, but then Hangman backflips and gets thrown into the post. So Hobbs starts to work his shoulder. Somehow Hangman's head, like the top of his dome, is bleeding. And it's all in his hair. Did you catch this? Yeah, he's been bleeding a lot in like yeah. his, his matches, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he maybe hit his head on the post or something. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those things where it, he just he started bleeding and I'm like, he for sure didn't blade. No, it was just a but, nasty cut. Yeah, I don't know from what taking what spot, uh, but look nasty. It's all in his hair. Uh, he hits his clothesline, sending Hobbs out, and then his Pascada crossbody to the outside. There's a moonsault to a standing Hobbs for a two count, then a huge lariat, Stan Hansen-like. Uh, but then it's it's Hobbs who comes at him with this like running crossbody block, which looks huge. There's then Ricky Starks, Hook, who come out with the FTW title. They're kind of getting involved. And then Brian Cage comes out to, like, stop them. So the the confusion of the, the group here that's kind of breaking down with Cage, he wants to do the right thing. Hangman ends up getting hit with this huge spine buster, comes back, though, and eventually hits the dead eye for the win. And Page beats Hobbs uh, in a pretty, pretty solid opening match. Uh, I Hangman's the guy that they just keep putting in these opening matches because, like, he puts on bangers and it gets, especially with the crowd here, it gets them like pretty pumped. Uh, but this was this was fine. I I I love Hangman. I think Hobbs is great too, but nothing like overly special. Yeah, Hobbs is someone who I I've been kind of big on him ever since I kind of introduced him with like Max and stuff. Um, he's someone that I hope they do something with sooner rather than later, just because. Um, they're as, as much as like, I, I like AEW, they do have the, the one complaint most people have is like the lack of diversity. Um, and like Hobbs is definitely someone who I can see up there, you know, like he's, he, he's just, he's solid. And if there's things you can improve with him. And I think that if you've really kind of focus on improving those things, he could definitely be like a main event player. Like you see this match with hangman, like, yeah, just a fun opener. Like he clearly kind of he knows what he's doing. I didn't think with someone like Taz in his ear, at least on screen. I'm not too sure, like behind the scenes, how how much of like that is there. But like definitely Hobbs within like the next, hopefully within the next year or two, is someone who we start seeing in these main event matches because like again, they're not exactly the most diverse company. And uh, when you got a like a fucking like a hell of a talent like hops like you should definitely be utilizing him uh more so than just like t- taking the pinfall to, to hangman yeah i mean yeah i think go in this group with them maybe like breaking off maybe he'll it'll throw he's like the muscle and cage will probably break away so i'm sure he'll stay with taz uh simply because hobbs looks great in that orange singlet like not a lot of people can pull off that 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 orange singlet look but he does I think I think he's great, and you're, maybe you're right. Like the future could be be 
big for this guy. He's he's huge, and he's he's got quite a look. He, he looks he looks scary to be honest. He's uh, he's and he's. A, I will tell you this: he is a physically imposing like person in yeah. like, in person. You know, like he's yeah. very much. Vince McMahon has that thing where he wants his wrestlers to be like you see them at an airport or yeah, like a stand hotel out. lobby and stand out. And this guy definitely much, like very much does that when you see him like in person. Yeah, but still a solid, solid opening match from both guys. We go to the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler backstage. They say greetings and salutations. They say they're tired of people calling them overrated. And then they keep telling Brandon Cutler in the back to shut up. Uh, they mention all the teams that they've beaten and beat up, and they continue to tell Brandon Cutler to shut up. Uh, then they mention something about John Moxley's kids and say that their kids are better. <laughs> like basically, like screw your screw your newborn child. We don't care about it. Go be busy with your wife or whatever. And uh, then they say who's next in their list is Penta and Eddie. Well, Penta and Eddie Kingston, you're going to learn that we're EVPs, extremely violent people. And you guys are next. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> the Bucks uh, are these guys that were so over in the indies and then they've made it and everyone like is is hating on them. And that's the story that they're going with. And I, I know they get so much hate, but I'm so for it. It's, this is what wrestling is to me. Like you, they want you to hate them. That's their job. And they're doing a really good job at this because they look like such pieces of shit with like their like danglies and their hats and their gear. And I love it. This is what wrestling is to me. I, I love these guys. Yeah. Nick growing that beard makes him look like so much more <laughs> like a scumbag. Yeah. Why do they look like good. dirt bags? Like they look like terrible people and it gets over. It works for me. Yeah. It makes their job, their heels, right? This is what wrestling is like edge in his prime of being a heel. Like, would piss me off so much. I'm like, dude, you, like you're my favorite wrestler, but even still, you managed to make me go, son of a bitch, like you're an asshole. And that's how I get the vibe. Like they're they're doing great heel work for me because you just you want to see them get beat up. But then when they have their matches, you're like, fuck, you're you're really good at the wrestling thing. Uh, I love I love these guys. This was just like a quick promo, but I thought it was funny. It, it gave me the lulls. No, definitely. Like I, again, they're uh, like most people forget they were these characters um turned on a little bit you know right when they exploded when they became the hottest that they were you yeah. know working with like the bullet club and, and doing their stuff in pwg so it's like yeah fuck it do do that and just turn it up you know turn it up some more because it worked then and it should work now and like i know some people like there's a same thing bucks along with like cody and Ken, like they are just part of these wrestlers who regardless of how good they are, people will always kind of just find something to complain about. And I definitely love these characters because it's just giving those, you know, those angry jaded people just that much more to complain about when it comes to these two guys. Yeah, definitely. We go to Tully Blanchard in a nice uh, suit. He's finally wearing shoes that match his outfit. So I was really happy to see that looking fashionable. And he's in the ring with Tony Schiavone. And they introduce Conan, who comes out. I think his LAX theme as well, actually, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so Conan comes out. They're going to have a, a talk off, Tully and Conan. And uh, Tully goes off. He, he, he's, 
this was this was weird, but also it's Conan who just decides to make it like real. And he's like, yeah, we've been my boys proud and powerful been shot and kidnapped and left for dead. And but we still here and FTR and you are just some North Carolina men and their men are men and sheep are scared. And then he talks about racial profiling and gang affiliation and people hunting people and uh, like uh, uh, he goes, he goes into some things that like Tully was not coming back from once like Conan said all this. It's like, yeah, these guys are the baby faces here. Uh, but he's like, you're a mentor to, to FTR, but I'm proud and powerful's father. We have a bond. Shoot father, shoot father. Uh, and then outcome proud and powerful. But it turns out that it was a trick and it's actually FTR dressed as power and powerful because they took them out. So then they beat down on Conan. It was all a setup. It was a ruse. And they hit the mind breaker, that double team spike pile driver on Conan as they all are just like taunting the laid out. Just they just killed him. He's he's laying out. I swear Conan isn't taking bumps or has not taken a bump in quite a while. A Dude, bit Conan, yeah. Conan's like waiting to get hip surgery. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not crazy. I'm like, yeah, wait, Conan shouldn't be taking bumps. What's he no, doing? Dude. Dude, this was fucking awesome. Like, first off, shout out Conan. Uh, Davey and I both had the same experience with him via our Twitter DMs. Uh, he is, <laughs> you know, he is. He loves DMing he, people. Yeah. Oh, he loves DMing people. Have uh, you checked he, out my show? <laughs> and listen, he will give you a shout out, you know, if you tell him, because he, he DM'd me once. He was like, hey, do you listen to my show? And I actually had an experience with him and Proud and Powerful in which, uh, um, they were a buddy of mine on the first Jericho cruise, uh, had fun with them. This is all I will say. He okay. had fun with, with them. And so I was like, Hey, do you, I don't know if you remember this. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. He's like, do you want me to give you a shout out on my show? Something like that. And then like, <laughs> he gave me a shout out on his show, but dude, this, this promo was awesome. Like it, it reminded me of like the ending of eight mile where it's just like, why did you let fucking B rabbit go first? Because just got eviscerated like yeah. and Tully is a great promo he is a fucking great promo but like Conan I don't know if he like if this was him auditioning or if this was just him trying to get some shit off his chest but like he can't you know he came strong and like again I love Conan check out some of his music it, it's, it's actually pretty good from when he was younger and when you know when he was Mexican Hulk Hogan basically and he was putting out music and shit um but no, yeah, I was shocked as anyone was when he took that bump because again, like as far as like I remember, yeah, like he's like waiting to get hip surgery or just got hip surgery or something like that. And and he took the bump and like I gotta say, I am way more interested <clears throat> in this like FTR um, you know, proud and powerful feud than I am with like the bucks like kind of feud because it's sort of sure. weird like with, with mox yeah. taking time off like that uh they kind of just inserted pentagon in, in in mox's place which is fine like I'm, I'm still looking forward to that match but i definitely think like ftr um proud and powerful is the few that should be getting the the tag belts yeah this this match sounds great i cannot wait for this match so obviously they're gonna want to get some revenge because they took out conan so yeah uh like I, I'm definitely interested in this. I think both teams are 
on point. And yeah, they could be the champs, but where I guess the winner of that faces the Bucks. I want to see the PMP versus the Bucks again. That's definitely somewhere we need to go and then give them the straps, maybe. Well, especially because the last time we saw them, it, the you know, Pride and Powerful were heels and Bucks were yeah. uh, face. And now it, you know, that everything's kind of reversed. And both characters have sort of grown too. Like when the first time they wrestled Pride and Powerful, like they weren't as fleshed out characters as, yeah. as they are now. And th- and th- Conan Conan here definitely helps. I, I love them when he was always talking for them anyway. So uh, it, I think though Santana and Ortiz are good talkers as well. But I mean, uh, I'm definitely if, interested. Yeah, if, if they can bring in Conan to you know to like sort of be their their manager within the inner circle, that'd be fucking awesome. Because like, yeah, that's true. Good, Maybe they don't need the inner circle. Maybe like that's the the issue. But yeah, yeah. I do love my inner circle T-shirts though. Good stuff. I'm also rocking the. Uh, your t-shirt, PWT cast, Power Rangers, go, go, scrump and stank. And whenever I wear this shirt, people come up to me and be like, oh, Power Rangers. Oh, it's something different. I'm like, no, it's, it's supposed to be Power Rangers. Yeah. It's Power Rangers. I, I, I mentioned to you, I was looking for one of my uh, up next t-shirts, but they were all dirty and I that, wasn't going to look. Do you have a, the up next white hoodie is because that gets dirty really easily. You got the, the white. I I have that white hoodie yeah. and I sparingly wear it because it gets really dirty. But I have my, uh, you know, Ralph the Raccoon T-shirt. I have my uh, uh, some older like up next ones that people are always like, what? What is that? And I'm like, yeah, up next. <laughs> uh, PWT ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next ProWrestlingTees.com slash PWT cast. Is that the right link? I'm assuming. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we go to our next match on Dynamite. And at, for a second, I thought Johnny Gargano was coming out because the music here for Dante Martin, one half of Top Flight, uh, his music starts with the, the, the clap, like the Johnny like thing mm-hmm. that, that slows down. Dante Martin is going one on one against Matt Seidel with Mike Seidel, one of my favorites. Uh, so uh, Dante's coming out, but he's interrupted by excuse me vicky guerrero and vicky says your aunt vicky yeah (laughs) vicky says the the next champion in AEW is going to be andrade and yeah uh this was kind of weird um i i'm not a big fan of the vicky thing and she's wrestling she's going to be wrestling Uh, why apparent uh, Apparently, I don't know. I'm I'm also confused as to why she's wrestling. I'm I mean I'm confused as to why Nyla Rose versus Britt is a feud because they're both heels. Um this segment was a little weird because I was under the assumption and spoiler alert, but like that Andrade would get involved at somehow like somehow I was like, okay, so Matt or you know, Matt Seidel is his first opponent. I figured you know Matt Seidel gets W, here comes Andrade, boom. And then that just didn't happen. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, so wow. this match does start, but Vicky just leaves. So I was like, yeah, what the fuck was the point of this? Like, I just do not get the Vicky stuff at all. If you've listened to Up Next, you know how much we've been loving Andrade over the years. And we're happy to see him, like, you know, go on and, and be better than what he was doing, which was like English nothing. English is good. You and, know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just I just don't. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think. The Vicky thing is just so backwards. Uh, I see that in the Twitch chat right now, Rishi saying that he hopes this is a swerve, maybe a red herring, and it's actually going to be um, 
Dia Trinidad, like his old manager. So yeah, maybe that would Selena be, Vega, that would be right? fun as well. And then you be, you bring in Alistair Black and you got a whole like unit, a whole team between Andrade and Alistair would be my thing. But the Vicky thing just doesn't make sense at all. And like, yeah, not not buying it. But the match is going to happen. Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, and the commentary mentioned that Matt Seidel has 20 years of pro wrestling experience and Dante Martin is 20 years of age. Insane. So there's all these fast back and forth. Both these guys are quite fast. Dante Martin, 20 years old, member of Top Flight, and they those that team just always doing crazy spots and high flying. And Matt Seidel as well. There's a springboard drop kick that sends Matt flying but he comes back with a spinning heel kick. There's like a flan- standing flipping senton thing. And then a surfboard that looked really cool from Seidel. Uh, there's a f- like a flipping flipping stunner by Dante, which looked pretty cool. Then some standing moonsaults. And then the, the, there's the knees from Seidel. Um, all sorts of crazy shit. But it's eventually Seidel who hits the lightning spiral to get the pin on Dante in a pretty, pretty fast paced, pretty fun match. Actually, I I got, I definitely got into it. It was definitely a fun match. Like there's the one like literal sunset flip part where, you know, because of Daly's place, you you do get like that natural light. And when Dante is going for a a legit sunset flip, you see the sunset. (laughs) It was a sunset flip. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, top flight right now, it's it's down a member, and I think Dante's been doing pretty fucking good. Like this is this is definitely like a match that if you have <clears throat> if you haven't really um, seen him before, like it, it highlights him a bit. And I thought he was great. And you know, Matt Seidel too. Like he's he's just he's always you know he's always killing it. Like he's a twenty year veteran, and like it, it shows. And it's crazy to me that he was like in that like severe accident like all those years back and they were like yeah he might not wrestle ever again and like the dude can still go like much like you, you know if you told me this guy got in a crazy fucked up like i think it was yeah. like a motorcycle accident like damn doesn't show no i i actually thought and think that this was setting up for andrade to have his first match like in a week or so but that doesn't happen so maybe Maybe that still is the plan, but it didn't seem like it because he wins clean and then like just celebrates and that, that's about it. So uh, I would like to see that match. I think Matt Seidel is like someone who is a good wrestler. He's had his moment in WWE and stuff, but he's he's puts on some fun matches here and there. He definitely still impressed in this. We go to Jungle Boy, who's backstage. He says tonight is the biggest night in his life. And he's interrupted by Christian Cage, who says that, you know, uh, you're you're on the right path. You won that battle royal. I didn't, but you got the spot, and it's good. Uh, he's basically mentoring because you know everyone needs a mentor in AEW. Jungle Boy says I'm nervous, and Christian says some people think you don't deserve this, but I think you will, and I think you you will you will go on to win. Kind of kind of weird. I, I, I'm already like, is Christian just going to turn heel already? Like <laughs> that's what it kind of feels like uh, with this. Yeah. Story. The- there's been those weird vibes of yeah. him turning heel and I don't think they'll do it. Anytime there's cl- clearly there's going to be a Christian versus Kenny match. Um, yeah. Yeah. They just, they haven't done it yet or they're not going to do it. Um, I, I mean, him turning heel like anytime soon, but uh, yeah, yeah, this was, this was a little weird. Yeah. I mean, we'll see Christian again later on, but jungle boy later tonight versus Kenny, we go to Jade. 
is this Matt Sterling, Mark Sterling, Mark Sterling, Mark Sterling. And he's talking about Jade and that her, she's got these T-shirt sales on Pro Wrestling Tees or AEW.com. Uh, they use the code that B and don't say I never gave you anything. And then uh, rips a shirt like Hulk Hogan and says, I'm that bitch. Um, didn't bring up the uh, the four seasons in Toronto, uh, though, but hopefully she still has that sponsorship. But yeah, Jade, Jade is fucking awesome. Like, um, it's crazy to me WWE turned her down. Really? Is that is that a thing? That's interesting. Her yeah, look, uh, she looks like a, like a star, like like an action figure almost, like a fake person. She looks photoshopped. She looks like money. I'd say like the only thing that I, I assume like you know she's working on is the the wrestling because she seems maybe she's a little green at that, but she can talk. She can, which yeah. like it's. It's weird to me because I mean, like even like kind of going back a little bit, like with Dante. Dante's twenty years old. Um, I've like I mentioned before, like it's just like young talent. Like I think the youngest person in WWE right now, currently active roster, is like Dominic Mysterio, who's like not good. <laughs> you know, but, I, I'm sorry, you know, but like you have like like Dante, Sammy, MJF, like people his age, even or Jungle Boy, you know, closer to his age that like. Yeah are just so much better and it's just it's wild to me because even though you mentioned jade like she's working on the entering stuff but even then like she's fucking great and she didn't have to like go through that nxt system like what like what are what are they putting all that money into nxt for if like dominic's you know like still can't go but then you look at like qt school and it's like well i don't know jade is pretty fucking impressive yeah i want to see where where she goes eventually uh she's got a i imagine Britt baker turns face and we get a big Britt versus jade match like down the line i would imagine I, i've kind of i've been waiting for the thunder rosa Britt rematch i think that might be when if they do it i'm not sure you know that it is a thing but i think if they do that rematch um that would kind of be like a perfect time to do that double turn you know like yeah it would, I think it'd be cool to see Thunder Rosa kind of just as a heel and, and Britt as the face. And yeah. Oh, Jade. right. We need that match again. Yeah. We need Thunder Rosa yeah. versus Britt again, for sure. I before. mean, if you keep working on Jay, I definitely feel, you know, down the road, that's who Britt should drop it to. Yeah. That makes more sense. We go to MJF, the, the pinnacle. They're coming down to the ring and then uh, mentions pig vomit, mentions Dean Malenko and that Dean had it coming. Because Dean is so old that when he was a kid, he used to see rainbows in black and white and that he's got a bad heart and Parkinson's. He's basically just running down Dean. He's really mean, uh, this this MJF. Uh, Then he calls everyone you pores, which is really funny. Uh, He says, thank me for an early retirement, Dean. You're welcome. And Jericho comes and attacks. It's an all out brawl, the inner circle, the pinnacle. Uh, Jericho's like... throws his suit at someone and then decks him. It was pretty funny. Sammy comes out and takes out MJF and then has a microphone and says, you asshole. They tried to censor it. Didn't work. He says next Wednesday, you'll figure out that they chose the wrong guy for the action figure and the posters because MJF, you love to say that you're better than you and you know it. Well, guess what, bitch? I'm the best ever. And you know it. So setting up for Sammy versus MJ on Wednesday, which is a pretty big match considering the whole story of last year. 
I I for sure thought that would have been on the pay-per-view, but I guess yeah. it's still, you know, a while away. So they didn't go with that immediately. I just with inner circle and pinnacle, I come on. Like let's, you know, I thought we were I thought we were wrapping it up yeah, yeah. already. Um yeah, it was it was weird to me that Sammy made that the comment about the toys and posters, because like Sammy also has an action figure. <laughs> Sammy is also on the posters, you know, if it was someone if it was someone like a, like a Will Hobbs who, you know, doesn't have an action figure and you Jeez. don't see on the posters, like I'd be like, okay, that coming from you makes sense. Or even like a Ricky Starks, but like Sammy, you're on the posters and you have a figure like that. Didn't make yeah, sense. That but no, I mean, it, I'm excited for those two guys, you know, to go at it. Like <clears throat> I mentioned, yeah. you know, they're both, I think they're both like 24 years old and, like clearly these guys along, you know, with your Darby Allens and jungle boys, like are the future of, of wrestling. And I like, that's what I like to see. I like to see young up and coming guys, like get their, get their shot at just showing what they can do. And um, I'm excited, you know, MJF. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily had that like breakout match yet. Um, I don't know if this match with Sammy will be that, but I definitely think that, you know, they, they can pull out some good stuff. There was definitely a MJF match with Jungle Boy on a pay-per-view uh, probably early on. That definitely was like, oh, okay. But I made me interested, definitely more interested in uh, Jungle Boy, I'd say. But that's definitely a match they could go to as well. But Sammy MJF, yeah, they could do this and then do the, re- like, he. I think MJF, because Sammy was hit by the chair, he's going to do some sneaky shit, beat MJF, sorry, MJF will beat Sammy, and then maybe eventually they do the rematch at All Out if they want to play, air it out that long, but you're right. I'm kind of, let's maybe move on, but I don't know what else you would do with these teams. There's so many cooks here with these, with these guys as a unit, the pinnacle, the pinnacles just kind of a wash, like, just like, let it, let it, let it go. MJF to drop them again, to be honest, <laughs> that should be his gimmick. He just drops all his friends all the time and no one I will mean, ever trust him. Inner circle should have split. Yeah. Know? Inner circle like, should have split as well. I think. Um, yeah. We go to Miro backstage he's sitting with his championship and a rosary and he says uh i want to thank god for my hot wife for being so flexible (laughs) he says people try to attack me for no reason and well uh that brian pillman that brian jr well he's gonna learn that you you didn't respect your champion and next wednesday i'm gonna get you one-on-one i am the redeemer I am God's favorite champion. So, Brian, you can go ahead and lie and say you're not afraid because, well, that was the bravest thing. The bravest thing you've ever done was thinking about attacking me. And the stupidest thing you have ever done was actually doing it. So he's going to crush him next week for the TNT title, Miro versus Brian Jr., yeah, I'm not much of a Miro. I, I, I like Miro. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm definitely like, all right, whatever. But this finally, it's clicking. He looks like a beast. He gets his funny line in about his wife, and then he's like doing the whole praying thing. Like, yeah, this guy is this guy's great. All this talent, and they had him fucking doing nothing. Cuck, they had him. WWE. They had him. Yeah, what did they have him doing in WWE? Cucking. I don't know what was going on in WWE yeah, with him, but. That. No, it, it's been great to see him flourish because, again, I mean, that like early Rusev was really fun. Um, and this Miro now, you know, um, 
he's he's crushing it you know he's definitely playing like that like final boss you know yeah like it'll, yeah it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see who finally you know dethrones him because uh you know you had you've had like your cody's and uh like brody lee's who, who have kind of added some prestige to that belt not that darby didn't but it was just like kind of weird with me where i, I felt like darby aside from his cody matches never really had that like big uh title match you know yeah except for when it came to miro and hopefully you know just elevate this title some more like it's the best seeing them treat you know all their titles seriously he's a great talker he's he's got a great look he's huge he's scary and i I, this is the best form of him that i've seen in wrestling because i was so on the fence with him but it's it's finally clicking i think so good good to see him doing good it's i'm interested in that match as well we go to Hamilton, Ontario's own all ego. Ethan Page comes out with Scorpio Sky, and he's going up against a bear. Bear Bronson, bear guy, bear men, bear Bronson. Uh, all ego versus Bronson. There's uh, some body slams by Bronson for a two. Just keeps crushing all ego. The size difference here. For a second, I thought this was Bull Dempsey. Uh, I don't watch Dark, but I do listen to Shot in the Dark hosted by John Cena, where he covers AEW Dark and all the other shows I don't watch. Um, and, and that's when I that's how I know about uh, these bears. Uh, they're, they're, they're all right. But uh, all, e- all ego keeps getting Sky involved as he keeps like stopping moves. He takes the, the tope from Bronze and as he shoves ego out of the way. Eventually, it's the razor's edge, the ego's edge from Ethan Page that puts the sky away. But he, he got Scorpio to kind of help him get the win here. So he beats the shit out of him, kind of a quick match, and then cuts a, a promo and says, I'm not stupid. Darby Allen, you're not done with me. Well, it's going to be your nail in the coffin. And he just keeps repeating, nail in the coffin. Well, you know what, Darby? I'm going to put you in one. So I challenge you, July 7th, Road Rager in Miami, all ego, Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in a coffin match. Dun, dun, dun. Coffin match. I've already mentioned how much I love Scorpio Sky. Um, I love Ethan Page just as well. Like Ethan Page, he was a staple out here in Chicago for freelance wrestling. Um, just an all around, like, awesome dude. I've, you know, you're wearing the Power Rangers shirt. He's a big Power Rangers fan. If you go back and listen to the episode of my podcast with him, he talks about the time that he almost wrestled uh, Jason David Frank, aka this, Tommy Oliver. Yeah. Is this ego? All ego? ego yeah yeah, not, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's all i'm gonna say if, if you're interested in hearing that story yeah. um it's like maybe episode it's somewhere in the early like tense before the kevin smith episode i know that much yeah um, I, I know it was supposed to be in hamilton ontario and in the the green ranger tommy oliver jason david frank he pulled out he was he didn't want to do it i think he should have but yeah yeah i mean you can hear more about yeah you can yeah. hear more about that there but no i i think it's been awesome how they've just like ethan in his time in impact, like he got fucking jacked, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Body guy. Yeah. He looks great. And I love what they're doing with him. You know, like they made him look like a monster, especially like, uh, with, like you mentioned, little bull Dempsey. Um, it's just, I'm excited. How did he lift him in that move? Like he's a big dude. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him and Darby because they, they had some like fun evolved matches and just uh, matches in general that I've seen them in. I just hope that like, uh, I, I think it was John and Wade that mentioned there's like a body bag 
like a famous like body bag spot yeah. that they did yeah, yeah, at yeah. some evolved show and i'm like it's insane i hope they don't redo that well no they're gonna do it with a coffin they're gonna it's, put him in the coffin and then it throw it it'll explode with the guy in it yeah but no I, i'm excited to see them you know kind of just hopefully it's it's the end of that uh for them because i i think there's something in uh attack you know the tag team with um scorpio sky and ethan page that like i would like to see them kind of just yeah. move on from darby and 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 do their own stuff like a, as a tag team and same thing with darby like i like him and his dad wrestling but it's like all right what else what, what, yeah yeah what, what else we got yeah i agree uh, but I, I am interested in the coffin match Can't yeah wait. that sounds like it's just gonna be nuts yeah i i am interested in that so looking forward we go to Britt Baker, who's with Reba, and the champ Britt Baker says, "You know, if I had money, I'd buy a yacht, football team. Those are all the things I could do if Tony Khan owed me a favor. But Vicky, you asked for a wrestling match, so you're gonna find out what's gonna happen when we get in the ring with you. And don't worry, I'll give you a free prescription on the the pain meds you're gonna need after." a visit to the dmd uh <laughs> i love brit i like this act i'm just like why is this even a thing why is vicky like why that vicky's the heel so brit like yeah is there gonna be a swerve like do you there think has there's to be a swerve or do you yeah. think that, i mean because with aew there is a possibility of it is just a straight up wrestling match and i think Hope not. But part of me thinks the purpose of this is to have Nyla take out Reba. You know, like yeah. it'll be more so to explain why Reba isn't ringside with Brit for when they eventually do wrestle for that belt to kind of like uh, give her somewhat of a handicap. Maybe that's it, or maybe they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like Vicky wants to get in there and wrestle. I, uh, I don't know. Vicky, Vicky will be like, actually, it's Thunder Rosa taking my spot and. Um, shows or maybe or maybe you know uh thea trinidad yeah takes her spot like we there already mentioned yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope mean, so it'd be fun i just we go I yeah i mean yeah because then it goes to vicky and and nyla rose vicky mentions claws of the cougar shout out shout out cougars uh and then says that it's going to be this tag match sure but at fighter fest it's going to be nyla versus brit so it is official this one-on-one women's championship match fighter fest so yeah uh we kind of just said everything but this wasn't this didn't make make it any better after vicky talking for sure we go to our next match the bunny back in action against the everyone's favorite alien earth's favorite alien chris statlander who comes down to fight her with orange cassidy ringside and the bunny has her hubby the blade in the butcher's gear which was confusing Uh, There's a slap by the bunny early on, and then they go at it. There's an upside down super kick. There's then like a power slam on the outside. Uh, Chris Statlander hits like a Michinoku Falcon driver type move for a near fall. Then a blue thunder bomb again for a near fall. There's then the bunny who comes back with a German suplex off the second rope. The blade distracts the ref and then throws her some brass knucks. But Orange Cassidy gets involved. He takes the brass knucks, puts them in his pocket, and and escapes and then it's statlander who hits the big bang theory or the bastard driver for the win on the bunny um but there is a beat down afterwards but um 
it was it was a, an okay match. There, I am a big fan of Chris Statlander, and I'm, I think that she is potentially like a big star and hopefully a, a champion down the line. And it's not just because I love aliens, but um, the bunny, the bunny, I've watched a lot on the indies, and because she's from like around this area, and she used to kill it. And something's just not clicking in any of her matches in AEW for me. It just, by any means, wasn't like bad, but I'm just like something's not something's not clicking. Um, I don't know. Uh, this, it was at this point in the show that, uh, I got distracted. Um, cause you thought you were about to lose your life. Yeah. Something like that. So I had to go back and rewatch this and yeah, like Chris Statlander, she, she's a great wrestler. Um, I, there, there was a little bit of sloppiness from her. Like there was one move where it kind of looked like she dropped, uh, you know, the bunny, like right on her head. Um, th- you know, thankfully she's fine. Um, I, I guess at least as of now, there wasn't anything about like, yeah, you know, she got injured. Um, yeah, like I've seen same thing with Allie. Like I've seen her wrestle like on the indies and stuff like that and impact her as well. I feel like she's kind of just she's missing that one, you know, oomph that'll kind of just take her up to that next level, which, I, I th- you know, it's fine. Like there's I don't think there's necessarily a rush to like, uh, you know, bring her up to the main event just yet, at least. Like she's definitely someone that you can do something with like at a later time. Um, but yeah, I think Chris Statlander, um, you know, her momentum was derailed last year when, when she got injured, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think her and like Britt could put on a good match or her and like a, um, like a Thunder Rosa even, you know, uh, there's a beat down afterwards where the blade comes in, they beat down on orange Cassidy. And then for some reason, hybrid two, Jack Evans and Angelico shut up, uh, sorry, shut up, show up. They grab the the knucks and they hit Orange Cassidy in the face, and uh, then they all pose here. You know, just hybrid two coming in. At least I got to see Angelico dance, even in a pose. There's no music playing yet, and he's just dancing. Even in beatdowns, he's dancing. So uh, he sticks to the the gimmick, living the gimmick. Uh, I didn't quite understand this. I don't understand why hybrid two and all these. It's it's just weird. Uh, they're but, they're all part of like Matt Hardy's. Oh right, yeah, the family office. Yeah, it makes so much sense. So uh, they're going to set up a match, I assume, with Orange Cassidy and such. Uh, and well wishes to uh, Trent, who uh, I saw posted some photos that he was like out of surgery or something. So I uh, hope, yeah, hope he's he, all right. Yeah, he had, he had uh, spinal stenosis, got neck oh, fusion. Oh, God. Fuck. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, it's like we had Allie getting dumped on her head, which looked dangerous. And then brass knuck shots. That's just This was definitely a baby, a little bit of the lull here. Uh, in the show. Um, but I did get to see Angelico dance. So that was cool. We have QT Marshall who's being interviewed. Great bowling shirt here. Best, uh, best look in wrestling is QT Marshall with the two and a half men, Charlie Sheen look bowling shirts, Tony Soprano. Look, he says very touching that father's day weekend. Brock showed up and he got to, to, to show up. Well, it doesn't matter. It's cute, but does who cares? Two weeks. I get my strap match with Cody and Cody Rhodes has been busy doing auditions, trying to be so bad. He wants to please just someone cast him in one of these geeky superhero things. So I don't have to see him again. So I wonder if there's uh, any truth to Cody trying to get some, uh, some roles and some superhero stuff. He says, I'll beat Cody. And then I'm one step closer to becoming champion in AEW. So QT versus Cody in a strap match. Near, uh, yeah 
<laughs> Coming soon. Are you excited? I mean, like, like I like, you know, I like Cody. People will same thing. People are going to give him a shit. Like he's good. I'm sorry. And of course, like, you know, what he says, his promos and stuff. Is he a little full of himself? Sure. But like, I just, I don't know why he's still feuding with QT. Like I, I like Cody that puts over like the younger guys and um, has these like awesome matches. QT also, uh, you know, great dude. I really like QT. Um, why are we getting this feud? <laughs> I love it. Or, or why, uh, why is this feud still going? You know, I mean, yeah. it's just like, sure. Why not? Like Cody kind of like when they had the whole, he will never challenge for the world titles gimmick that kind of hindered him. And he can't, I mean, they're not going to put him for the AEW title. I think maybe like get him a tag partner and have them, you know, do something within the tag division. I don't know. He's got Anthony Agogo. No, that's uh, what's his face. QT. QT. Yeah. You want Cody to get a partner. Listen, there's, 37 members of the nightmare family one cody can team with one of them you know uh, it's uh, yeah i, I hope Co- uh, cody loses to qt and then qt kind of has that over him and and maybe go back to it eventually because it's like the story is kind of interesting obviously Co- everyone hates on cody uh, i was watching this uh with my friend last night and he was like i don't like when they bring up iwc like the internet wrestling stuff because he's like, I'm. A, he, he himself doesn't really partake in like the internet wrestling community. He listens to podcasts and stuff. But he's like, the internet wrestling community is, is still just a fraction of like the people who watch. So of course, there still are lots of Cody fans. And he's like, the internet wrestling community thinks that thinks that they're like gatekeepers in a way. And I thought it was quite interesting. And I was like, hey, I got to bring that up because it's like I love going on Reddit and Twitter and stuff. And and wrestling can be so fun to like talk and memes and all that stuff. But in, he is right. There are a lot of people, you know. Who, who just watch wrestling and don't really follow yeah, I, st- as deeply as a lot of people. And like in that regard, you could see Cody still being popular and over in a lot of people's minds. I love. Cody. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, let's, uh, l- let's give a uh, friend of the show, Jordan Goodman, like a shout out, you know, he, he on this most recent episode of the wellness policy with him and Wei Ting, you know, they talked about kind of like social media as a whole. And yeah, um, that's one of those things where it's like, are there, crazy internet like wrestling fans yeah tons of them like it just tweet something about sasha banks and they will come and find you you know or tweet something about roman reigns and they will come (laughs) and find you but like i think the beauty of like the actual internet wrestling community is that not everyone is like that you know every every niche thing is going to have you know those crazy fans and i feel wrestling is kind of like I feel bad that like they've been associated for some reason with like, they have the worst and it's like, no, by no means, you know, it's like every sport, every, again, every little niche thing has its own like terrible community. And yeah. 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 I don't know. To me, it's just, it's a little like played out to like bring up like the IWC because it's like, well, you know, like, sure. There are those crazy fans who are going to like, send you death threats because you don't like their wrestler, but also like not everyone is like that, you know, like yeah. look at most of the people like in the, you know, in the up next uh, universe, <laughs> you know, act, act, act super active on Twitter and with their wrestling opinions. And I've never seen any of them, you know, like send death threats because you said something negative about a wrestler they don't like. 
You don't know some of the messages we get. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know, bro. You don't even know. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a thing. Like it, it, so many people aren't on that, and it, it is. It was an interesting take, and uh, I love the internet wrestling community, but sometimes it can be a little bit much. Um, so we go to Pillman Jr. Flying Brian Jr. He says, God's favorite champion, huh? Miro, seems like you have a messiah complex. And uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a fight with you because you seem to pick fights that you think you can always win, and that's why you do it. But then you're gonna have to face me, and I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. So Pillman, gonna try to take that TNT title. Uh, I kind of like this here. I thought he sounded good in the, the wrong side of the tracks line was nice. Um, if you've seen the dark side of the ring and all that, uh, I'm excited for this match. Yeah, no, definitely. Like Pillman, Pillman's been coming into his own, and um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, so yeah. Like, you know, like you mentioned, it was a good promo, and I've been I've been digging what they're doing with Pillman. So uh, I'm excited to see him, you know, get destroyed by Miro. Hopefully, let him get his shit in. Yeah, get that flying clothesline in, flying Brian. We go to Eddie Kingston and Penta. Uh, Eddie's wearing a is it a Patrick Ewing T-shirt on his on his T-shirt. Uh, he mentions my best friend Penta. He loves saying that. He says that he's learned that these young bucks, that no matter how much we punch you, we hurt you, you, you keep getting up because all you care about is your ego. Well, the only way to hurt you is taking those tag titles. So we'll beat you once and then we get a shot at the titles and we'll take them from you. And then the guy says, uh, Penta says, Zero Miedo. Um, this this was fine uh, setting up for that match. I'm sure it'll be a great match uh, on Wednesday. I think, but um, I I forgot to mention that the Bucks in their promo were not only wearing the da- the dangly earring, but it had the thing that connects like the chain, the dangly chain. I completely f- over overthought that. Why, why didn't I bring that up? Because that over that chain thing, I got to get one of those. Not only do I a got to get my ears pierced to get the dangly. I got to get one that connects to like, I guess I got to pierce my nose too. Is that what he did? And then he connects it with the chain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so for, 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 for someone like me who has something like 20 tattoos, I can't do piercings. Needles scare me. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but no, I, I mean, I thought it was a good promo. Like I, like I can listen to Eddie Kingston, read the dictionary. He's so good. Yeah. And uh, you know, I same thing with Pentagon. I love Pentagon. Uh his Joker outfit from a few weeks ago was fucking super lit. Um, and what's the name? Uh, Alex, the, the guy that's with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I like him. He's nice. I randomly did an interview with him years ago. Oh. Uh, I don't know for what it was just, my boss was too busy to do it and I did it with him and I've always just remembered how nice he was then. So I'm happy oh. to see him, you know, doing good in AEW, but I mean, it's, it's like I mentioned, this is sort of just Mox is in here. Uh, so Kingston and Pentagon are best friends again. Nice. Love it. Love best friends. Shout out best friends. We go to our main event of the evening. Welcome to the jungle. Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, putting the championship on the line against the challenger. Jungle boy, Jack Perry. Jungle boy comes out with Marco stunt and Kenny Omega comes out with all his nine championships, Don Callis, the boys and all that stuff. The good brothers, Marco puts up a stink. So the referee decides to kick him out. You are out of here. And then he kicks out the good brothers too. And then shoves Kenny Omega, the champion who takes a bump from the ref and is like, Hey, what are you? 
So this match is going to be one-on-one, no shenanigans, or so we think. And it's happening right now. Uh, Kenny Omega uses the test of strength on Jungle Boy and gets him in the corner and then starts to, like, fix Jungle Boy's hair. He's like, oh, let, me, let me fix these strands of hair here, which I thought was really funny. Um, the, the, Kenny, sorry, the Jungle Boy flow is insane. It's, I know a friend of the show, Brandon from New Jersey, always says he looks like Kenny G with this hair uh not not far off uh love the hair but yeah it's it must be hard to maintain and it's always getting in your face and and yeah uh there's jack who keeps one up in kenny here now who's like getting pretty upset they go to commercial break as kenny's just throwing him around in the crowd and going back in the ring and taunting him uh there's then we come back and there's like an inside cradle there's a brain buster there's an elbow suicida and then a tope suicida from jungle boy a tornado ddt and then a Topek on Hilo keeps getting the upper hand. Uh, there's then like a, a back and forth where they're in the corner up top and Kenny hits like a like hooking the knee lift into a superplex, which was nasty. There's then super kicks. There's V triggers, snap dragons, insane counter to the one winged angel into a poison Rana from Jungle Boy. And then V triggers, then this nasty power bomb from Kenny and then another V trigger, but it's only a two count. Um, Jungle Boy comes back with that snare trap submission, but then the boys come back, even though they were kicked out, which I'm like, all right, we didn't really need this. Um, but then Kenny does get to the ropes. Eventually there's lariats. There's a brain buster from Kenny. There's the one winged danger that's countered into a roll up for a near fall. And then the snare trap and just like great, great near falls here. We're like, you knew going into this match that Jungle Boy is not beating Kenny Omega, but they still did a fantastic job of, of getting you of getting that, that bite. And isn't that what you kind of want in your, your wrestling matches? You want to bite on certain things. They definitely did it here. Uh, Don Callis on commentary is like losing his mind when Kenny's in the snare trap, but Kenny starts to grab at again, the hair earlier. He was fixing the hair. Now he's pulling on the main, this hair of jungle boy, which then he has to break the snare trap. And Don Callis on commentary is like, that's what you get for having hair like that. There's the Tiger Driver 98, the J-Driller, but Jungle Boy kicks out. You think he's got some, some wind left in him, but he gets nailed with a V-Trigger and the one-winged angel, and we know no one's kicking out of that. Jungle Boy loses. Kenny Omega retains. What'd you think? Uh, the actual match portion of it, I, I, I loved it. Like uh, Jungle Boy's so good. He is someone that, like again, for his age, is a lot better than you know. I'm I'm talking so much shit about Dominic, but I don't care. You know, like <laughs> they're, they're like the same age, and it's just it's night and day with you know how good one person is compared to the other. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was fun. Like you know, same like you mentioned. There, I didn't for a second think he was going to get the win on Kenny. Like, yeah, just never doubted that. Uh, but regardless, like I still there was times that I bit. And that's what I want in wrestling, you know, like I, I, need to, I need to suspend disbelief because at the end of the day, like we all know, we all know how the sausage is made, but when they can give you something that's compelling enough to where you can, you know, again, for a second, suspend your disbelief as to whether or not the outcome of the match might be something different than what is clearly going to happen. Um, they're doing a good job at it. And I think, they did a good job with this. Like jungle boy is clearly someone who, you know, years down the line now, like is only going to get better. And I think it was 
you know, the best thing to do was put him out there with Kenny because Kenny is someone who, you know, he's as good as he is. He's really good at making his opponents look just as good. And now this match was awesome. Like they kept, um, Oh, I felt like, Oh, maybe a little too much. They kept showing his, uh, his sister and his mom in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, it was fine. Like, no, I, I enjoyed the match. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, obviously his, his dad was, uh, Luke Perry, 90210 and, uh, and one in one of your favorite movies, the Tarantino one, his last, Once his last time in Hollywood. yeah, yeah. Which, su- which supposedly jungle boy also had a cameo in that, but I think it got cut out. Cause I, yeah. Many times I've seen that movie, I I can never find him. Yeah, that's true. I remember that story. I'm pretty sure he got cut out. Um, but uh, it was it's definitely cool to see the family in the crowd, and that made it feel like special. But the match itself was just it banged definitely. Uh, I I sing the praises of Kenny Omega. I do not understand the the hate. I, I do understand the hate when it comes to like the character and stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to bell to bell, like, man, is he's, he, I got to watch his matches and this definitely delivered. You could say this was kind of a one match show because like everything else on it, there's nothing that like really like, like irritated me or made me go. Okay. But it's still, the main event was what, what definitely slapped and everything else was just kind of setting up. I mean, this, this is definitely the best of their, uh, oh, yeah. of the, like these like weekend shows that they've had. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, I, I knew that Jungle Boy and Kenny would deliver. It was kind of almost like a, a dream match here that we kind of I want something that I definitely wanted to see. And AEW is so good at doing it. They they go, huh? Would it make sense for us to do this match that people would be interested in doing? Is that such a hard thing to concept? Like, well, I think I think that's kind of the beauty of like their ranking system, you know, because yeah, you can yeah. have you can have someone that traditionally on the you know. The, it, that is a mid-card wrestler who, I mean, with WWE will just straight up be like, hey, uh, you know, this week uh, Apollo Crews is going to wrestle Randy Orton. Why? Well, because, because this week, because this week that's what he's doing. And there's never any story to it and it's kind of just there and thrown out flat. But with AEW, you know, there's the context of, well, he won this battle royale or this person you know, on dark has been racking up the wins and now he's ranked, you know, number two, number one. So he's fucking, he's coming for that belt. And I just, I, I, I appreciate those kinds of things. Um, especially with this, you know, with this being, I don't think this will be the last time these two guys wrestle, but I definitely think for their first time wrestling, they, they made it an event, you know, like yeah, I mentioned, yeah. it, was, it was essentially a one match card and then the rest of the card was fine as well. Like there was that, you know, there was nothing that kind of was just like. No, nah, they, they got me on. They, they definitely got me on. I, I love Jungle Boy. I love the look. One day he'll call himself Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jungle Jack Perry. He'll be fine. He, I know he's, he's got to work on the, the cutting promos and all that stuff, which I think he sounds fine. I understand that maybe he's got some sort of like anxiety when it comes to maybe speaking and, and, and talking in his promos. That's what, again, the IWC tells me all, you know, dirt sheets. But um every time he's talking, even tonight, like he was interrupted right away from Christian. So it's like, he hasn't really gone in the promo department, but when it comes to the wrestling and the way he looks in the character, it's like, it's working for me. Definitely. And I, I want this guy to eventually be like a champion. I mean, you know, he's, you know who he's a better promo than Dominic. Who? Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I'm talking so much <laughs> about Dominic, but no. Fuck them. No, uh, I, I love this match. I, I like the fact that they still managed to get me to bite on some of these near falls and still 
for some point believed that Jungle Boy could get it done. And uh, the, the back and forth between these two were great. And I do want to see them wrestle again. Um, would you would you put Jungle Boy like Kenny Omega goes on to to eventually lose the title to Hangman, which eventually makes sense to me. Hangman one day loses the title to, I don't know, uh, MJF. And then Jungle Boy takes it from MJF. That could be the the title progression there. But Jungle Boy, maybe not quite yet. Maybe not yet for MJF as well. But uh, overall, Jungle Boy, someone I, I love this match. Definitely one of my favorite matches from AEW uh, this year, I'd say. I, I really I really got into it. Um, after the match, there's a beat down. And, you know, you couldn't be. It, it's not AEW Dynamite without Matt Hardy, who just shoehorns his way into showing up on my screen every time I'm watching this show. Christian's out there. Matt Hardy's out there. The Young Bucks are out there. There's a super kicks to, to Christian, and Matt Hardy hits the twist of fate as we go off the air with Kenny hanging around the, the Matt Hardy people with the Young Bucks and stuff. Uh, Nick, Nick Jackson was doing the uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need this at all. I don't know why this happened. Uh, really, really put like, why, why do I, why is Matt Hardy still showing up on this show every fucking week when you just delivered a solid main event and you still got to do this stupid shit. I don't like this at all. I'm so over it now. And I keep saying it every week. It's like, I grew up loving the Hardy boys. I fucking love Matt Hardy when I was a kid. I get it. He's great. But why every week do we need to see this guy? I I think there there is a place for Matt Hardy as like that uh like Matt Hardy and Christian as those you know legendary wrestlers who kind of um give up and coming talent the rub while not necessarily just losing every week you know Jericho for a while in WWE was that person where he could lose to you know a, a Cesaro or a Bray Wyatt but he didn't lose credibility. You know, you didn't see him any lesser. And I think that is the role I would prefer to see Matt Hardy in. Um, like initially when he started managing private party, it was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like these guys are very similar to the Hardy boys and you have him managing them, but I don't understand what they're no, doing now. I, I don't like, know. It's like, I, I want to see them go to, if, if you're going to have Matt Hardy, uh, Jeff, Jeff will leave WWE, do a Hardy boys reunion in AEW, do the Bucks match again and let it, let it go. Like, let it be. Uh, I just do not. Uh, again, I, I've, I, I love Matt Hardy. I love Christian. I grew up watching That's the, their character is the reason I love wrestling. I just, I, it's not like this can't continuously keep shoehorning. Matt, they keep putting Matt Hardy in these angles and pay-per-views and, and so I'm just like, why your, your stars here, that's the stuff that is working are the young guys. It just, it's just weird, but it's just, that's nitpicking overall. I still enjoyed this show. Yeah. One match show, but it definitely delivered for me. I, and it's the first time I like got a, it was a good weekend show. I could, I, I was still mad at that UFC style fight that they had and i was like why is there her Conrana in a ufc fight what the fuck's going on uh but I, this one this yeah i hate ufc so <laughs> I, give me more hurricanranas in UFC. <laughs> okay. there yeah. should be hurricanranas in ufc hey, yeah. shout out eric shout out eric marcotte though for uh eric marcotte uh, yeah marcotte mark yeah. Uh, what is what does the call him marcoche yeah uh i i thought this looked cool because it also was cool to see a crowd and the crowd were eating this main event matchup, including uh, Jungle well, Boy's mom. They're, they're back to crowds. 
Yeah, it's fucking sick. It's it definitely like it's it's really cool to see. And uh, I'm as Toronto here is opening up, it makes me so jealous. And I can't wait to go to one of these AEW shows. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, looks like fun. And yeah, overall fun show. Uh, Jungle Boy and Kenny delivered. And yeah, um, so Wednesdays is they're going back to Wednesdays. We're going to get MJF versus Sammy Guevara. I know we'll eventually get the what the FTR PNP match. Um, and I, I guess we'll eventually Christian's got to be like, hey, Jungle Boy, you, you won that battle royal and lost to Kenny. I should have won. And I wouldn't lose to Kenny. It's basically what they're going to do. And, and Christian gets to face Kenny uh, in the near future. But um, yeah. 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 I mean, Fighter Fest is coming up. I I feel like they'll get a will start having Christian rack up those wins so that he gets that match. Um True. Because yeah, I mean Kenny Kenny needs someone to go through before I think he all eventually out, yeah. drops it to yeah, hangman. Well, uh, we will be covering all of that stuff. Me and Davey will return this Wednesday night after Dynamite around 10:15. Join us. We'll record a new BD Elite uh live on Twitch. And uh we do the same thing after up next for, for NXT on on Tuesdays, but uh at up next podcast for all the updates of all the stuff. Scrump, what do you got going on? What do you want to let people know? I know you got the PWT cast. Yeah, like I mentioned, the PWT cast episode 100 should be dropping sometime this week. I, I can't wow. promise you guys exactly when, just because again, we gotta I gotta see how Ryan's mouth is doing. But episode 100 <laughs> will drop sometime this week. Uh, and you know, that'll just be on the regular normal feed. Uh, we have a Patreon as well, where, uh, we have Scrump and Stank's family video. Uh, we record a, a different like movie review this week. We did a review of the TV show, uh, Sweet Tooth over on Netflix, um, which is a lot of fun, but we've done, you know, the mummy back to the future Forrest Gump. You know how angry I was when you did the mummy without me. I mean, it was one of the Patreon people picked it, but you know, you and I are going to do, we're going to fucking do uh, national treasure. Is that the one with uh, Nicholas Cage? With Nicholas Cage. Yeah. We're, we're definitely gonna do that one or we'll do the mummy too. Like we'll do the mummy. Just, we'll just wait. The mummy came out in 1999. So we missed, we missed doing the 20th anniversary and I guess in 2019. So I guess we'll wait till, the 25th anniversary. So if it's 1999, what year would be the 25th? 2024. 20, All right. So we yeah. got a few years. So it'll be fresh by then. We or, can do the or, or we could finally do that on Turbo Review at some point. True. We do got to get you on for Turbo because, yeah, you do a show called uh, Go Go Stank. Yeah, Logo, and, and Stank, yeah. And, and you cover Power Rangers. So anyone who's into Power Rangers and all that stuff, definitely. And, and- and as well as on the Patreon, we just started a new show, Scrump and Stake Detective Agency, where we kind of just talk conspiracy theory stuff, like unsolved murder things. Like so far, we've done uh, the Hopkinsville. Uh, it was like the goblins is what, what they call them. Is this family that likely got drunk and were shooting at uh, giant owls. But right. they claimed that it was like little aliens and stuff oh, like God, that. Oh, God, I never heard that um, one. As, as well as the Mothman, we, we've covered that. And it's just like just a bunch of fun. Um, and then, yeah, past episodes, we've had people like Eric Bischoff, uh, Colt Cabana, the young bucks, Matt Cardona, Ethan page, uh, Brody King, Effie Warhorse, just a bunch of people within the world of wrestling. There's people within the world of post wrestling. We've had John and Wade, Davey, Braden, um, WH, Andrew Thompson, as well as just like r- other random episodes, you know, like I mentioned, there's a yeah. Kevin Smith episode in there as well. Uh, episode 13, uh, that one I know we've had uh Carrion Cross, then Killer Cross on as well. Like just uh 
like I mentioned, just random episodes. And I know a lot of your listeners are also, you know, listeners of mine and I appreciate uh, all you guys, you know, I, I appreciate all the support from, from, you know, yourself and Davey and from everyone within the post wrestling universe. Uh, um, I felt like there's something else. Uh, there's something else that's coming up. I guess you'll just have to watch, man. I mean, eventually I'm yeah. sure we'll, we'll get together and, and talk. This is true. Yeah. You, uh, you recently became a world champ patron on our, on our Patreon. And that means you get to pick something for us to watch. And I've seen your, your selection and it looks pretty good. So that's going to be coming up where you picked a movie that you will just, like you said, have to watch man. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. soon. Uh, so I, I, go check out scrumps, PWT cast, everything you guys do over at pro wrestling tees is fucking awesome. Uh, we just, I just got an order. And of course you always throw in some cheeky tees for me and uh, I can't say thanks enough, man. I'm rocking all these these sweet tees, including the PWT. You have more shirts than wrestlers have shirts, which is crazy. But go check them out. I love them. Uh, and I love you, brother. Thanks for, for filling in here this week. And a, and a happy birthday again to you, good sir. Uh, Thank hopefully, you, uh, I'm, I'm happy you didn't get murdered in your sleep last night. So that's always a plus. That's always good, right? Yeah, listen, I had to make it to the podcast. I said, uh, yeah. you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't worship God. I kind of like... Uh, like George Carlin is probably the most like godlike figure I worship. And I was like, Carlin, mm. please let me make it to let me make it to up next, and then do do what you may with me, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm always willing to to step in whenever you need someone. Uh, you know, I love speaking with you. We we text almost on the daily, so it, it's, it's fun true. to sit in front of a microphone and do this again because uh, much like our regular conversations, it's usually about forty minutes of just nonsense before we get to whatever we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I miss you and we'll get to get to do something in the near future soon, uh, whether it be all out weekend. But uh, you got to come check out the new BDE. I am. Listen, I am. The minute they say those borders are open, I'm fucking I'm getting in my car and driving up there. You're going to come hang out. You, we got a nice yeah. couch. Or, come hang or, out. We'll, we'll call Shannon. Maybe, be great. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Or maybe I'll just fly up there. I was not aware that it is a one hour. Like, hypothetically, I could be like, hey, what are we having for dinner? All right, cool. I'll be there in an hour and show up. I've been driving seven hours this entire. We live. Time. We live really close to the Porter Airport now, so I mean, you, when that's a thing, you got to come through. Come through the six. Uh, so thank you, Scrump. Everyone, go check out PWT Cast again. Follow us at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon.com/slash Up Next. We just did a fiftieth anniversary review of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It is so much fun. Highly recommend watching that movie and then listening to it. So we're like a book club as well. Movie club. Go uh, and listen to that. We just did a was next where we talk about April 10th NXT from 2013 featuring William Regal versus Cassius Ono, which was a banger of an episode. And me and Davey go off on all sorts of tangents and weird things on that show as well. Uh, but patreon.com July 1st is a great time to sign up if you haven't given us a shot yet, because we have so many things lined up for the July schedule. We have some crazy shows. We're going to celebrate Shark Week. We're going to do some best match ever. Uh, I know Way is probably going to join us for a best match ever SmackDown 6 later in July, which is going to be fucking banging. So all the, the schedule for July will be up, but patreon.com, five bucks a month, North Americans here. And that's how we like to do things around here. Scrump, my friend, take care. Can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Uh, yeah, if, uh, for the podcast, it's just at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you'll find my personal one there. It's uh, an Instagram. It's uh, at CM underscore Scrump. 
I've had that since I got Instagram. I don't really want to change it. Yeah. Um, plus, I love CM Punk. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, thank you again for having me on. And, and like I mentioned, uh, I love the everyone within the post wrestling universe. Uh, you know, shout out uh, Neil, Mike Murray, everyone. So uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. And uh, I look forward to uh, chatting again. I myself, Brayden Harrington at the Bray D. Thank you for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Shout out Cougars and K love you bye. Ahoy! <laughs>Whether it's Kroger, Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.